0: Sadistic Penguin Studios presents the At The Show podcast with Tom Yumper Garcia. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. And Tony Chalse-Burke. I don't know this industry jargon, YP, MP, whatever, okay? All I know is that I cannot get a record contract. We cannot get a record contract unless I take these tapes. It's almost time, so grab a drink. Get your popcorn ready and join the film discussion with two guys from Chicago talking movies.
1: Why, hello. Welcome back to the After Show podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Tom Yumper Garcia, and I'm with my other co host Tony, aka Jack Burton, aka Sugar Baggy Burt. How
2: you doing, my man? I'm doing really good. Ready to shake the pillars of heaven, my friend. Let's do it. Always, my friend, always. Uh, so
1: very happy to be back. Uh, we have a big show coming up today and next week. As we know, the Oscars are within 10 days from now. So we like to talk Oscars on this show, and why not get into some Oscar talk today?
2: I am excited my friend got a lot of fun stuff planned a lot of deep stuff if you I mean just a lot so it's gonna be fun and man I'm ready to dive right in yes
1: sir but uh, let's go straight into our first segment of what we've been watching my friend that's a meme and also what were you just watching so what were you watching this week, Tom?
2: This week I got two movies that I've been watching. Um one of them is Very Bad Things, um, directed by Peter Berg from 1998. It is a black comedy film um loaded with a lot of what I deem to be pretty uh, awesome actors including everyone from Daniel Stern and Christian Slater to uh Jeremy Piven and well John Favreau who directed this movie and it is his first directorial um I mean, Peter Berg directed the movie, but John Favreau's in the movie. And it's just Cameron Diaz does a really, really good job, too. Dark, dark comedy um, about a man who is going to get married and has a bachelor party out in Las Vegas. And right in the title, very bad things. And boy, does it get bad. Um, You ever see this one?
1: Yes. This is the one where the prostitute, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have seen it very long time ago. saw it once very interesting it had some funny parts uh good cast i love the part when they're in the uh when he's calling from his work when he goes back and forth when they go to his work that part's hilarious oh yeah um yeah which i think with john favreau um jeremy pippen even though he's a horrible person in real life yeah <laughs> His yeah. comedy is pretty funny
2: yes it, um, it is um you know but daniel stern and christian slater i pretty much like in a lot of things and if it's been a long time since you've seen the movie um, it's definitely one that uh, is a lot, uh, what's the word I'm saying, more, uh, it plays more as you're a little bit older, maybe after you get married and having a, a bachelor party that it's ridiculous, especially before it all goes wrong, um, when they're really having a fun time, it's, yeah, uh, don't have those kind of fun times anymore, these days, because, well, we're fathers, and Oh, that's just the way it goes. Hey, hey, hey,
1: I'm living the best life there.
2: Oh, I know. I'm living the best life too. Great life, great life. Just, you know, not in Las Vegas for a weekend, um, you know, all the time. But uh, that being said, um, the other movie that I uh, watched was Rain Man. Um, Being that we were doing an Academy Award show, I decided to peek back into the past. And uh, the best picture, best director, best actor, best original screenplay winner from... um, 1988, uh Rain Man is oh yes, that is true. And uh when they when they catch him, this is probably what he's gonna say. Great line from Rain Man, one of my personal favorites. And again, just this week, uh word is coming around that Tom Cruise is getting back and wanting to work with big time directors again because believe it or not people might not know this but he has worked with well some of the best everyone from martin scorsese and paul thomas anderson to steven spielberg and ron howard who's celebrating a birthday today so rain man is one that i enjoy a lot and dustin hoffman i wanted to do two dustin hoffman movies because i don't think dustin hoffman gets the credit that a Pacino or a De Niro deserves, but I believe he's like right there. He's got some really good movies that I enjoy. What do you think of Rain Man?
1: Uh, I love Rain Man. Uh, Dustin Hoffman and me actually share the same birthday. Ah! Of, course, of course, he's like 50 years old, uh, older than me, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the uh, the walk down to the casino scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been parodied in other movies, The Hangover, when they go to play Blackjack. uh you know it's it's a great movie i really like i I, actually like tom cruise taking out the the outside the weird side of him like is a a phenomenal actor and he does not get enough credit for that as and i'm saying he can do comedy he could do drama he can do you know i haven't really seen him in a horror type movie but i can pretty sure he would do knock it out of the ballpark he's he's a big time celebrity that can sell tickets to get people to come see him
2: definitely 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 what have you been watching my
1: man So I saw two films that I have never seen before. The first was The Judge, and the film is released in 2014, and it's actually released by Project Downey, which is Robert Downey Jr. and his wife's uh, production company. It was the first film released from that company, and it's actually Robert Downey Jr.'s first starring role outside the Avengers. Um, It starred Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Verma Famiga, and uh, Vincent DiNorfeo. It's a very powerful film. It's about uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a lawyer. Uh, He basically goes to see his dad, who he has a bad relationship with, who's a judge uh, after his mom passes, and just like a bunch of things kind of fold from there. Uh, It it gives you a lot of Tony Stark vibes, and that's the way Downey wanted to portray his character at first to get people pulled in. But it's an emotional film. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Duvall actually got nominated for an Oscar that year for it, uh, he was the oldest nominee at 83 years old. Um, he's still kicking, too, and still acting, a Robert Uh phenomenal movie. I highly recommend, if you guys haven't seen it, to check it out.
2: It's uh, it's very good. I really enjoyed that one. Have you uh, seen this one? Oh, yeah. I've seen The Judge, and as you just stated, it's a really good movie. Um, m- a lot of the movies that I enjoy mostly in, in my movie filmography are movies like The Judge, um, something a little bit more introspective. Um Robert Duvall is also like a Dustin Hoffman to me. He is that right there. A lot of good movies. Really, really uh, does a good job. And as you stated, still acting to uh, great heights. And Robert Downey Jr., it was cool to see him again be in a movie like this again. Um, He's got a new television show that looks really good coming on HBO, where it looks like he's playing four or five roles in the whole show. It's coming out in the next couple months. Um, It looks like he's also getting back into like the Tom Cruise, trying to do a little bit more of that, uh, you know, movies like this. So I I like I like I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, it's good. And then while I was watching a judge, uh, I went through Prime and I saw this movie Hostiles. Uh, It's a film I haven't really heard of, to be honest with you. It stars Christian Bale, Wes Studi, Rory Cochran, uh, Jonathan Majors in it, Rosamond Pike's in it and Jesse Plemons is in it. So it's like an all-star cast. It's basically set in the old West. Uh, Basically, Christian Bale's order to take a tribal chief back to his homeland in Montana. This film, I think, beautifully shot. The cinematography is awesome. The scenery is beautiful. I just think the message kind of fell short for me. I don't think it's a horrible film, but it's not like it should be better than what it was. It's kind of a missed opportunity. Um, have you seen this film, Tom?
2: Yes, yes, I have. Um when I, I saw I read your review on Letterboxd and you know and, and and I and from that perspective that you're you're saying, um, you know, because I think you were trying to say that, you know, you can't just spending a little bit of time with somebody who maybe you hate doesn't really make be a race erase, erase mm-hmm. that. And honestly, you're not wrong. You know, you're not wrong. Um, for me. I think it's those first things that you talked about—the cinematography, the acting, Bale, West. I'm a big West Studio fan. Um, the story itself, um, again, it's it's like a th- out of five, three and a half. Like you said, you know, it's it, it could have been a little bit more, but again, serviceable, you know, movie to watch. You know,
1: yeah, I, I it, it wasn't like I said, it was it was enjoyable just that i just the only thing with the plot i didn't like and like if you want to know what i really thought about the plot i don't want to give it away here but you can look me up on Letterbox and my um reviews there like a little deeper into the plot yeah. but uh it just had a phenomenal cast and that's what kind of drove me into it i'm a big fan of west duty i loved him in geronimo i loved him in uh last of the mohicans uh he's also in a bunch of um tony hillerman books sacred clowns he plays joe leaphorn which is books i read with our native books uh phenomenal actor and like I do like the fact that he got his shine here doing kind of a co-starring role. And I love the fact that they actually had them talk in Cheyenne. Mm. Uh West Studio actually is Cherokee is fluent in Cheyenne Cherokee and most of his dialogue is in Cheyenne. It's not really in English. Um which I thought was kind of cool.
2: Well that was the kind of stuff that I thought in the movie which is what made it really um awesome. You know what I mean? You know, I, I think Bale did a good job in his performance, his sullen performance um you know, like you said, it's not quite as good as like Hell or High Water, but it's like in this mm-hmm. Western, this new kind of Western territory, of film that uh, could have been better, you know? Yeah.
1: Have, but So I would recommend check it out. Let me know what you guys yeah. think. Um, so that's what we watched this week. Uh, let us know what you watched over at the At The Show pod on Twitters or at the low Yumber, which is my Twitter print handle or at the Sugar Baggy, which is Tony's Twitter handle. Uh, and let us know what you've been watching this week. Um but with that tone we have a special guest today for our next segment so uh let's introduce him So today we got the king of the ass emperor ass king ass Sam Reeves <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> How you doing, my man?
0: I am doing well. How are you guys doing today?
1: Good, Great. man, good. Uh so Sam, you're on for our in-defense segment. So in defense of segment yeah. basically is we pick a movie that kind of gets a bad rap and we defend it. And we give our people will give their reasons why, and you either agree or disagree, but it's all in good fun and all in entertainment, my man. Oh, perfect.
0: I'm I'm always here to defend things that i love that nobody else does like
1: myself so before we get to your film sam i wanted to know just a couple things about you sure. uh what type of genre of film are you really like into stoner comedy <laughs> it's, it's like pineapple express it's like one of your best ones
0: yeah pineapple express uh super bad you know 40 old virgin all that stuff uh you know any of the will ferrell stuff other guys ricky bobby and you know any of the dumb comedy stuff is really my my niche for things shocking i know
1: <laughs> no it's not i know you better yeah it's totally <laughs> yeah, but I,
0: I do like you know some good drama movies mob movies stuff like that too so but yeah i mean my niche is really kind you know dumb comedies so
1: uh would you prefer to go in theater or stream i know streaming has become big these days
0: uh i'll like go in theater if it's like a movie i really want to see and don't want to wait for um i also do theater for a lot of the Marvel stuff just so I don't see like spoilers and all that stuff. Um, obviously, like something with Oppenheimer, I wanted to go see in theater, saw it on 70 millimeter IMAX, which was pretty sweet. Um, so it's really just dependent on the film for
1: me. Cool. And our last question I'll ask you is what's a film that you watch on a rainy day, like when you're sick or you're just not feeling well? Or a film that just not just to kill time, but kind of like brings your spirits up.
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many to pick from. Um, that's true. I did manage a movie theater. AMC? Uh, no, it was a little rinky-dink two-screen movie theater. Oh, that's in the awesome. Really? Nice. Yeah. cool. How Henry did you Illinois. do that?
2: How did you do that?
0: A uh, year and a half. Wow. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, back when I was 17, 18. Still? That's really cool. That's yeah, awesome. it was fun. Um, I don't know. Like, I, do, I love the movie Con Air so it's a good good guilt watch for me uh the other guys oh, so anytime that on i'll stop and watch it but superbad's probably like the go to for that
1: oh that's a that's a one of my favorite movies of all time superbad it's
0: it's always good
1: yeah it's such great writing um but uh so you brought us a movie you brought us 2004's the punisher so just a little background on it it's directed by Jonathan Hesley and this is his directorial debut he Also, wrote films though. He wrote The Saint, he wrote Jumanji, Die Hard with a Vengeance, he also wrote Armageddon. Uh, it stars Thomas Jane, John Travolta, Will Patton, Laura Herring, Ben Foster, Rebecca Romaine, Stamos as well. Uh, the movie had a budget of 33 million and a box office of 54 and it's 0. 0.7 million. So, Sam, when did you first like discover this film? Uh, probably
0: 2005. I think my brother like we found it on DVD at whatever store. um, And we saw it was like Marvel and you always know, just, you know, just after like Spider-Man two came out and we're like all big into that stuff. So we figured, Hey, this is probably similar. Like, you know, it's a superhero movie. It's gotta be right. Uh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a little, yeah. a little different. <laughs> totally a, a punch in the face. difference to it. um, So, were you a big fan of comic books growing up?
0: Uh yeah, uh, just mostly Spider-Man. Like we'd read a lot of Spider-Man comics. Um so that was like R was our big thing. So we kind of like knew the Punisher from the Spider-Man video games, Spider-Man comics, all that. So we we're like, "Oh, you know, it's it's just like this." <laughs> like, "Oh, you know, we, it'll be pretty fine and whatever." Oh, it's rated R. Oh, <laughs> it's rated R. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, this is going to get interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh so like uh watching a film what did you think of John Travolta's performance?
0: Uh, um, I think it was one of the greatest comedic performances of all time. <laughs> it's, man, it's an amazing performance.
2: It's, it's, you know, people talk Sarah Night Fever and they talk Urban Cowboy or Grease, but I mean, it's the Punisher that he should be known for. Oh, absolutely. That's, all fiction, what? Oscar Snub, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was. It really was. <laughs> I think that year it was just such a packed feel. He was the next <laughs> one up.
1: The one question I have about it is like was that really his hair?
0: I that's that's what I <laughs> always go to is every time he's angry in that movie that oh.
2: hair is everywhere. i picked up enough uh, inquirer magazines where they've talked about like the, his different hairstyles that he really is good at leaving the house with a different hairstyle like battlefield earth hairstyle. I mean he leaves with lots of different hairstyles.
0: And he had the long center part which yep. was, yeah. was freaking hilarious. It was or, like
2: the swordfish, you know, it was called cool.
1: Yeah, he had a little, uh, the little, um, <laughs> goatee swordfish. <laughs> yeah, you know, that this, this look kind of remind me of swordfish, to be honest with you. Um, so, from this film, what, <laughs> what was your favorite scene from it?
0: Uh, it's probably the scene in the diner when the character of Harry Heck comes in and starts playing that song. And you can tell Frank Cass- Tom J's character is just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, why is this guy playing this song? And then obviously, yeah. like, you know, he you know says whatever he says to him and then he drives, and then cuts to the next scene, he's just driving down the road and so he looks up in his reverse. he sees a car coming down on him, and he's like, Oh shit. And then when he, he's doing all the stuff with the car, pulling down the bulletproof case and everything. I'm like, Oh, this is badass as hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it's I mean this film has a lot of action in it, like what you mm-hmm. would agree, it's like it's it's pretty fast oh, paced. Oh roughly.
2: yeah. Very um, fast pace.
1: But I think that's where it kind of like it gets like a bad rap too. It's because there's not a lot of substance. It's more like push, push, mm-hmm. push. And then uh, I told you this on the off screen. Like I, like I don't think the film is bad. Like I think it gets a total bad rap. I think it's because it's it's related. It's closely related to Marvel, mm-hmm. and that's why people give it a uh, bad rap. I think it's a good revenge movie that just shouldn't be Marvel. Um, I I think me personally, like Thomas Jane, I think is a great actor. I just don't know. I just after seeing John Berthall play Frank Castle now in the new Netflix series. It's just like there's he should have been the person to play him the whole time. That's just my opinion. like, would you agree?
0: I have not seen the new Punisher series or the Daredevils or any of that stuff that Netflix did. Um, so Tom Jane is my Punisher forever. <laughs> what about <laughs> my Frank I, Castle?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I remember this movie came out when I was um, at Ball State and. This is during my time period where, I mean, I would really make fun of movies. And I didn't make fun of this movie too much. It was, again, I think it was because Travolta's Travolta's cheesiness in the movie was good <laughs> for me. Um, I will watch a movie. There's this movie with Travolta um, that Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit directed, if you have never seen. Um, it's really, really good where Travolta plays. Uh, you know what? I, I got to look what the, the name of this movie is. But it's just Michael? great. Uh, no, but that's uh, <laughs> bit, that, that would have been a good one, um, because he plays an angel in that one. But the movie, it, it's good and it was uh, for, for what it is, you know, it's should have won the Oscar of the year it came out. It the, fan,
1: the fanatic, fanatic, the fanatic, yeah, the
2: Fanatic is what it is called. Um, he plays, I don't know how to describe his character, it's somewhere between Sling Blade and uh, <laughs> something else. Yes, this is. <laughs> This is also true.
1: <laughs> uh, Jackie says in the comments, also every douche has a Punisher logo vinyl sticker on the back of their Ford F-150s. That also gives it a bad rap. <laughs> That's true. So like, like I said, the film, Like, I, I actually watched it, I was like, it's very graphic. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I was doing re- little research for it, the film was actually, it's like an hour and 21 minutes. Um, it was supposed to be over two and a half hours and they cut out a lot mm. from the film. Reason being they thought it was too long. Like there was supposed to be a reason why, you know, Frank's family was found out in Puerto Rico. Like apparently the guy who was his part old partner sold them out for gambling debt, which I thought would have added more to the film because they just randomly found them on the beach of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh you know, there was more stuff with Will Patton. I think Will Patton's a great actor. I do think he was kind of like a little wasted here, his character was. <laughs> yeah.
2: Will Patton's great and he's great in this movie too. I'll uh I remember his performance again that stuck with me in the movie also um ridiculous thomas jane um does a good job you know i mean this is the guy from deep blue sea another cinematic <laughs> masterpiece um dolph lundgren also played the punisher in a in a 19 early 1990s version of the punisher which is also ridiculous but <laughs> um punisher is you know bernthal does a good job but I wish they would have maybe expanded more on Thomas Jane's, you know, I mean, they gave Aquaman two movies. They could have gave <laughs> Thomas Jane another movie.
1: Well, they were going to, and uh, they couldn't get the script written out in time, mm-hmm. and then it just took too long to where Jane just left the project. He was mm-hmm. always our number one choice for this role, which um, mm-hmm. I could see, because he does have a good look. Yeah. Uh, I just think maybe his dialogue is kind of what threw it off. <laughs> yeah and, like but i enjoyed the action like i love the fact when kevin nash comes the russian comes they fight and he like i read he literally really stabbed him <laughs> that mm-hmm. scene and as a payment he took uh beers from the crew <laughs> so <I'm> like okay <laughs> uh right. but but you know this is the first r-rated movie to come out since blade 2 mm-hmm. oh uh for marvel at the time you know a comic book adaptation so I don't think it's a horrible movie. I, like I said, I just think it kind of gets to more of a bad rap because it's connected to Marvel. Um, like, I think it's a great revenge movie. Very graphic, too.
2: Yeah, it is. It is very graphic. It's very, um, it's dark, you know, for what it what's, what it's doing for, uh, you know, Ebert. You know, he gave it a couple stars, which is not bad for Roger Ebert, you know, for all this hate that it gets. You know, it's pretty much, he calls it down the middle.
1: I'll tell you this uh, Sam Ebert gave this like a couple stars and I think he gave like the usual suspects in Star and a Half because he couldn't understand it <laughs>
2: there
1: you go so There's I mean a... so he, I mean, this movie outdid Ebert's uh, review of the of the usual suspects this is how I win <laughs> um, another great part of the film that I really enjoyed because I totally forgot he was in there was Roy Scheider oh the yeah Lost. that's, that's he his, plays dad. his dad yeah, yeah I was like holy shit it's the guy from Jaws yeah Ah, uh, that that part made me laugh. You know, like I said, it has a real big like cast in here. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do since you know you're a comedy guy, I wish they would have used John Panette a little more. But that's that's oh, how they say his name.
0: I love John Panette.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have used him a little more. I think his character could have been more funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they kind of wasted like his comedic genius because he's he was a really funny dude.
0: Oh, he was the best. You
1: know, um, his if you guys don't know him, he's the guy who does the bit about the Chinese buffet. Mm-hmm. And how they get mad about him being overweight and eating the, eating at the buffet, uh, but he's like a great he he did mostly uh, self defecating humor, uh, kind of like uh, early Rafi May, is what he reminds you of. But uh, yep. he was hilarious. Um, but I wish they would have used him more. Like, would you agree?
0: I agree. Um, I know his character was you know they all lived in the apartment building together and he was supposed to be like the the easy going like you know just love to cook for everybody do be like the friendly neighbor and everything and they didn't really go into much of like who they were as like side characters or anything i mean they did that with ben fosters so a little bit more than they did with hit with john panett's um but yeah it would have been good to see more of john panett in that movie
1: i just realized my wife is put in there it's not superman but i still like this reeves
0: <laughs> now there's christopher reeve common misconception that's you know that's <laughs> his last name uh my my uh allegedly my great uncle george reeves was the first ever superman on television
2: yeah oh really you're really awesome. you're related to george allegedly reeves. i'm alleged related to george reeves hey even Ooh. if it's like 1700 down the line just being this close is amazing you're on the show tonight thank you so you really are royalty <laughs> yeah it really I've is s- i've seen nothing from it so <laughs> I've seen from it. hey man, that's
1: a cool story to tell though and so ben yeah, Affleck, beat my great uncle in
2: Hollywoodland. yeah i just was gonna come out of my mouth right there i was gonna say and Ben Affleck, another fantastic there. film oh yeah
1: classic oh man i saw that movie in theater that was a long one <laughs> oh i'm sorry oh i mean yeah I- i'm a big affleck mark yeah. um is there a like a scene where you like we were talking about how graphic is? Is there a scene that really stuck out to you, Sam, about like <laughs> brutality and violence?
0: Well, there's two. Uh the one is the fight with the Russian <laughs> when he boils his face. And right. it's real gross when he throws a pot of boiling water on him. Um and you like you see him coming out with a blistered face and still fighting him. <laughs> just bananas. <laughs> uh, but then the other scene is uh with Ben Foster when he's getting his piercings removed. Yeah, against against his will.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I wish, like I said, I wish they would have expanded upon like the relationship with them because I mean he kind of says why he did what he did, but I wish they would have like developed those characters just a little bit more because it Mm -hmm. would it would have been nice. I I think um when I was reading they had Microchip which is a big Punisher character sidekick uh was supposed to be in this and the director didn't like the character so he cut him off. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the director's like fuck this guy I'm I'm gonna do this. Um, but you know, I like I said, I, I, it's not a bad movie, I didn't think it was bad. Uh, it does get a bad rap. Apparently, Bri- Brian walked out of this one,
0: <laughs> yeah, but that Brian doesn't know anything about film. Come on, <laughs> uh,
1: tell him what do you give it or your overview of the film?
2: Thorough review, again, it's it's I call this one like a Saturday night film where you're sitting around with a bunch of people, you put it on, there's action. It's, you know, it's not something that, uh, it should win the Oscar, but it's, it's, it's just right almost there. But, uh, being a Thomas Jane fan and honestly, he had the show that was on HBO. If you've never seen it called Uh Hung, um, it was hilarious and he's in Boogie Nights is my favorite character and one of my favorite movies. And honestly, you know, I think he does a good job as the Punisher, um, you know, again, I'm like Ebert. I'd say two and a half, three stars, just for some good fun time.
1: Yeah, he, uh, he's also in uh, the Mist. Mm-hmm.
2: Great, in the Mist. Great movie. Great. The have, Mist. have you seen the Mist, Sam?
1: I haven't
0: seen it. I know kind of like about like what the ending is and everything, of course, because it's always been talked about. But obviously, it's a Steve. It's a Stephen King book, right?
1: Yeah, it's the, yeah. the ending in the book is totally different from the ending in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, but um. King loved the ending in the film over the book, hmm. which is kind of funny because he wrote it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, my uh I love Tom Jane as uh Tom Jane in arrested development. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's another great show too. <laughs> Who are you? Tom Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great comedic actor, which is kind of funny too. Like he has yeah. like um, but yeah, this film, like I said, check it out. Can you tell us what you think. Uh Sam, you I don't think you brought a bad film, Sam. You actually brought a film that probably gets shit on more than it should be.
2: Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, it wasn't like when he said the Punisher, I was like, ooh, we're doing the <laughs> Punisher. No, I don't want to do this. I'm gonna have to lie here tonight. <laughs> no, no, I mean it it went from first remember seeing it, and it's back in a time where I was a little more uh, serious on film, I was like, Oh, you know, it, it's not bad.
1: I told no. Sam I want to name our first kid after my brother, Christopher, and he said, absolutely not.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. Right, not a good idea. That's funny. <laughs> Tony.
0: Unless he falls off a horse. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, <laughs> hey, too soon. Do, no. Do you, so, this reminds me. like, do you remember... I remember watching damn this.
2: A good movie with him, John Carpenter. Yeah, it was
1: damn. But do you remember, like, when that accident happened, like, the Super Bowl right. commercials, so, you know, they used to be really big, and I was watching... Uh, wgn news with allison payne when she was still on there and they were showing some clips of like the super bowl commercials that are coming up. i forget what super bowl it was but there was a super bowl commercial that was talking about technology to repair people's lives and it was like him getting up out of a chair and walking
2: <laughs> <laughs> like oh,
1: wow. the technology that they were doing and i'm like i was thinking about it then and then now that i think about it, like they never did that <laughs> like unfortunately he passed yeah Here,
2: here's uh here's who was his college roommate ooh Anybody oh, no. know? No, I don't know. Nope. It was part of one of our uh, polls this week. Robin Williams. They were really good friends. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, But, you know, sad is that I always, he's somebody I always think of the what could have been. Like, if he, that didn't happen, what movies could he have still made? Because he was actually a really, really good actor. He's got this, we mm-hmm. called Somewhere in Time, a good romance movie. He's got good, good stuff.
1: I think Sorry. he could have had like a Robert Redford career. Just. Mm-hmm play those key, you know, like little bit part key uh, main actors that just you know the character actor that you love. And I think he could have done that because he he for one he was still a good looking dude and he could act his ass off.
2: Yeah. Um, like
1: I really liked him in Bill's of the Dam. I saw that in Drive In Bill's of the Dam.
2: I just remember like when it happened, my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is just so awful." You know, he was such a such a handsome man. You know, I was like, "Oh, you know this this and then." You, you really think about it, and he had children and the son, and they still, you know, raising awareness and stuff, but it's a shame, yeah.
1: And also, in like uh, total humor and bad taste, Eminem actually did a song with him about him. Yeah. Nah. Did you ever hear that, Sam? I don't know <laughs> which song is it? Uh, it. It's called Medicine <laughs> Ball. Look up Medicine Ball, it's, oh, off, his, uh, it's off his recovery. Oh, um, okay. and there's a part where they like he goes back and forth with uh. Christopher Reeves and the, and it's funny because you know in his album he has his uh manager call in he always has his voicemails from his manager mm. and his manager's like you're talking about Christopher Reeves you know the guy's dead right it's just it's just like <laughs> what an asshole but he does a song about him to make well, fun of him
0: well i was also going to say on the comedic timeline my favorite Christopher Reeve bit is in south park <laughs> when they have him doing stem cells to be able to lock in. And he's not like getting a he's like cracking open fetuses and like sucking out the stem cells. And yeah, like Gene Gene Hackman shows up to tell him to stop doing that.
1: <laughs> South Ooh. Park is out there, man. No, but uh Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh do you have anything to plug, my friend?
0: Um, you know, we have ask cast every Thursday at seven o'clock central time, uh, talking out our asses every other Tuesday. We won't have it this Tuesday. Uh, we'll be back March 12th with her Lawrence from CHGO sports. So ooh, if you're ooh. around, check that out for us. And, uh, you know, we got pumping out some more blogs here as baseball season kicks off. So you'll see a little bit more from us here as we uh, move along. So,
1: yes, uh, check out Sam's, uh, shows on the YouTube, uh, talking out of my ass is probably one of my favorite shows to watch. Because it's uh, totally random, but the guest brings on really good conversation with Josh Nelson. Yep, uh, on uh, society, society in general.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I you know Yumper
1: was our very first guest on the show. So, oh yeah, yeah. I brought me and uh, that's when Stoop said his uh, infamous line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok about me. Um, yeah, this goes great stuff. I love watching you guys whenever I get a chance. So be sure to check out the Ask Cast and subscribe there. We Always
2: really good. It. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate thank it, guys. Thanks thank so crap. much, Sam. Thank you.
1: All right, man. Take it easy. Too? So that was one of my favorite people from Twitter, Tom. I like I look when I see his uh little Snyder remarks on Twitter, his jokes, they crack me up. So they uh you know, I look yeah. forward to them when I look at him.
2: Always, always, always brings a really, really good time. Um you know, I remember a long, long, long time ago, you know, when I first seen him, like I said, it was just right away. Good, good vibes. Hilarious. Always kind. That's what I, we look for here at the hookup. I mean, the hookup on, on uh, I, I mean, the hookup on being a good place. You know, I almost messed that up. I forgot I'm on. <laughs> it's okay, man. Uh,
1: Brian's. What left. I was trying. What I was.
2: What I was saying, and I, I was saying getting to say, and I wasn't going to say it. Was that way back when he, um. One of the first podcasts he had come on was the Hookup on Film, and it was like so awesome when he agreed to come on that I wasn't even going to bring that stupid ass show up. And, and then I, when <laughs> oh, I went to good. say the next <laughs> thing, when I went to say the next thing, I, as you could see, I, but I'm ready to rock. Let's, <laughs> let's keep the train rolling, <laughs> my
1: friend. All, it's all good, son. Uh, exactly. But yeah, thank you, Sam, for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it, my man. We will definitely have him on again. For some Probably something more of a deeper dive with him into some comedy films that we please. can go through.
2: Please, please, please.
1: But uh, let's get to our main event here, Tone. We're going to be talking about uh, Oscars. So we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Uh, as you know, like I said, the Oscars are 10 days away. Uh, we decided to do two shows on the Oscars. Next week, we'll be going through the 2024 nominees And giving our picks to win on Friday. And the Oscars will be Sunday. So that's going to be for next week. But this week, Tone, you came up with a great idea. Let's do something with, uh, you know, a little bit of history of the Oscars. So we're going to be going through, you know, the Best Picture Award. Yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit of the history of the Best Picture. And then we're going to go through from when it got expanded in 2009 to 2023. Excuse me. Uh, So great topic, my friend are you ready to get rocking and rolling on this
2: i'm really excited you know um i'm glad that you were very uh accepting to this amazing idea because i think we're gonna have a lot of fun
1: yes sir this is actually doing research for this uh was like something that was kind of out of the ordinary for me because it's uh it's more of like a reward type instead of doing a film deep dive so it was Mm -hmm. really nice uh kind of like a breath of fresh air to try something new
2: it really Uh, honestly you are not wrong um I was actually saying this at dinner tonight that it, it's something a little bit different, a little bit more breath, and we're gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good.
1: Let's cool. Do it. So let's go into this uh, history of the Best Picture Award. So the award was introduced into the third Oxford ceremony in 1929. Uh, the previous awards were the most outstanding production, which was first won by the film Wings, and the most artistic quality of production, uh, was, which was won by the film Sunrise. The awards were intended to honor different and equally important aspects of superior filmmaking. And in fact, the judges and the studio bosses, shock, shock, sought to influence these decisions (laughs) and paid more attention to more of the latter. Meaning they wanted to see how the uh, artistic quality of production was. They didn't really care about the outstanding production. Uh, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's head at the time, Louis B. Mayer, Disliked the realism of one of his own productions, the King Vitter's The Crowd film. He hated the, the realism of it, and his own studio made it. So he pressured the judges not to honor that his own studio's film and select the Sunrise film instead. And they decided retroactively that the award won by Wings has been equivalent of the award, with the result that Wings is often listed as the winner of the sole Best Picture award for the first year. The title of the award was eventually changed to the Best Picture for the 1931 awards. Uh, Until 1950, the Best Picture Award was given out to a production company from 1951. It has gone to the producer of the company. So usually when you see, they say the Best Picture nominees, they would say who did the producing. The official name of the award has changed several times over the years. So we said 1927, 28 to 28, 29 was Outstanding Picture. From 1930 to 1940, Outstanding Production. 41 to 43 was the outstanding motion picture. 44 to 61, best motion picture. And what we get today is the best picture. So that is like a brief little history of the award itself and category itself. But since 1944, the best category had five nominees. However, in 2009, the Academy Awards Association was acting like the NCAA and decided to ask some more teams to it and they announced that they would increase the nominees to 10. And this is because back before, when there was only five nominees, they always had a short list of 8 to 12 other films that kind of didn't make it because you only could choose five. Um, Now we have 10. So, Tom, what do you think about this change?
2: You know, I've been back and forth on it since it's happened. Um, I grew up in a, a household where even when I was two, three, four, five, my mom tells stories of she would have Oscar and Academy award parties at the house with her friends. They would all fill out ballads. They would do this. They would do this. So since I've been a child, I've watched all of these even before, probably I can remember. And, you know, I I like the five, you know, um, nine and 10, it's a lot, you know, and that's what we're going to kind of get to when we start to go through those is is it a lot is it not you know what what do we think here it's honestly i go back and forth on it quite a lot
1: so do i uh i think a variety of more is good because some films should get are kind of getting you know outshun that should be nominated
2: Mm -hmm. but
1: even uh as we go through these awards some of them were not even like the correct movie shouldn't have won in certain instances um But that's the history of the Best Picture Award. We're going to go through now. We're going to go through from 2009 to 2023 with some extra little categories added in that uh, I threw it together. Um, But the first one we're going to start with is the last five picture, uh, Best Picture Award. And the nominees were Slumdog Millionaire, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Ross Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. And that was in 2009. So Slumdog Millionaire took home the Oscar this year. Uh Tone, what do you think about this process here, like or this result?
2: Personally, um, I would not myself had of picked slumdog Millionaire as the victor that year. I would have probably went with milk. Um, I like the movie a lot. Um, but I can see why Slum Millionaire did win. Um this is also a reason why I would think that if a movie like Slumdog Millionaire could win over a movie like Milk, expanding it um, to let more movies in that would be more like Slumdog Millionaire to beat more movies. You know, that's what confuses me sometimes because even a movie like Slumdog Millionaire in a five-picture race still won. But I don't know. What do you think?
1: Sam said it should have been a Traffic Thunder. Um, so Traffic John Thunder should have been nominated for something more than just a special supporting actor. I thought it was phenomenally done. Uh but me personally looking at the nominees, uh I like the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, but I think the wrestler was actually more impactful. Uh I think the Curious Case of Benjamin Button got more of a big name to it because it was Brad Pitt. Uh I think Milk probably is the best film of that year. Um and I think probably when slumdog Millionaire won they probably were per that's probably induced to change. Uh, so I would have probably given it to Milk and I would have switched out Curious Case of Benjamin Button for The Wrestler.
2: Yeah, I can see that. You know, um, it isn't until recently within the last year that I've really come around on the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So uh you know, I can see that.
1: Yes, yeah, so RDJ getting the Oscar nom will always be the greatest thing that has ever happened. Well, Sam, it happened again because he's up for an Oscar this year. Ooh! Ooh. Um, but that's the 2009 one so that's the one that actually kind of they say that straw that broke the camel's back and then we move on to 2010 and this is the first year we have the longer list of nominees so we have the hurt locker by catherine bigelow mark boll nicholas catter greg shapiro as producers uh this was the winner that year and it was the lowest grossing film to win the other nominees were Avatar by James Cameron, John Landell as the producers, The Blind Side, Gil Netter, Andrew A. Kossoff, Roderick Johnson as the producers, District 9, Peter Jackson, Carolyn Cunningham, and an Education, Fiona Dwyer, Amanda Posey, and Glorious Bastards, Lawrence Bender, the producer of that film. Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire, Lee Daniels, Sarah Siegel Magnus, and Gary Mag that's where the producers for that film a serious man joe cohen ethan cohen the cohen brothers up was jonas river rivera as a producer and then up and air as Daniel Bricky, ivan reitman jason and jason reitman what do you think of this result as we said the hurt one. one
2: oh again this is why i wanted to do this because with this many picks you know, um, I'm curious to see how many times I'm going to say that you know, and I, I wouldn't have picked The Hurt Locker for this one. Um, personally, I don't, I don't it's an okay movie to me, um, but that wouldn't even be, I don't think, in my top three on this list. Um, there are movies that I think that people probably haven't even really seen, like A Serious Man. Um, it's a really, 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 really underrated and it's a dark comedy, pretty funny Coen Brothers movie. Michael Stahlberg, who you love from the one and only Boardwalk Empire, I think his Mm -hmm. performance on that show is just as good as everyone else's performance. And if you get a chance to see this movie, of course, that wouldn't be my best picture. I probably would have to give it to Inglorious Bastards because or I like Up in the Air quite a bit. Um, But, you know, I don't know. How about you? Would you go with Hurt Locker?
1: This one, I actually enjoyed the Hurt Locker a lot. I think it didn't get enough publicity like it should have. Jeremy Rayner is a great actor. Yeah, uh,
2: he is a great actor. Uh,
1: another, uh, I do, I am impartial to *Inglorious Bastards*. I do like the film. Um, *A Serious Man* is another great film. *Up in Hair* airs another great film. *Avatar* I think was good, but I think it kind of got the shine because it's James Cameron, and the cinematography and CGI were like impeccable. It's still good to this day. Uh, I remember seeing that film in 3D. Uh, Precious, I think was a film that was probably was my, um, probably my second in running here to probably the Hurt Locker. Um, The Blind Side was another great film. So I'm okay with the Hurt Locker winning this one. And if it didn't win, I would probably say Precious because I thought that film was more powerful in terms of message than, uh, you know, the others. Uh, District 9 is a great sci-fi film, but like my top three would probably be the Hurt Locker, Precious, and the Glorious Bastards.
2: Gotcha. So sometimes in, when you're looking for a best picture, sometimes you are looking for the message too, not just the acting or the overall visual.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm not really a like I have my little tag that has low level film critic. I'm not really a I I more look for the message in the film. I also see how like the I feel when I watch the film Does yeah. uh, it generate like um, a feeling to the audience. That's something I look for. Um, I also I mean, like I said, Hostiles had a great cinematography, great. The visuals like I'm all into that, too, but I want to see how it all blends together. And I think the Hurt Locker kind of blended everything in together uh, better than the other films.
2: Makes sense. I like it.
1: So that's 2010. We're going now into 2011. And in 2011,
2: we had. Now, King's- really quick, mm-hmm. w- before we go on, it's 2011 is the year of the show. The yes. movies are coming out in 2010 yes so like w- which is weird because i looked up 20 lists and half of them had them saying 2010 and then it was the year that came out so then the, if you're watching online the number you see up in the corner is the year that the films came out and you're right saying the year of when they actually were broadcast just so that everybody would know if they're watching sorry about that just <laughs> want to make sure <laughs> we might make sure we cover that
1: okay cool 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 um so 2011 was on the 2011 show we can do it that way mm-hmm. uh we had The King Speech, which is the winner. It was Ian Canning, Emil Sherman, and Gareth Irwin as the producers for that film. We had nominees. The nominees were Black Swan, Michael Modovi, uh, Brian Oliver, Scott Franklin, uh, The Fighter, David Halberman, Todd Lieberman, and Mark Wolberg producers of that film. Inception, Emma Thomas and Christopher Nolan, producers. The Kids Are Alright, Gary Gilbert, Jeffrey Levy Hint, and Celine Rattray. Uh, 127 Hours. Christian Carlson, Danny Boyle, and John Smitherson. The Social Network, which I love their producers, producers are The Social Network. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story 3, Darla K. Anderson as a producer. True Grit, Scott Rudden, Ethan Cohen, and Joe Cohen. Winter's Bone, and Rosalie and Alex Madigan-Yorkic as the producers. So we, as we said, the King's Speech won. Uh, what are your views of this result?
2: This is one that I really probably out of a lot of them disliked the most because I would put the King speech, honestly, at the end. Um, You know, you talk about movies with message is um, the kids are all right. I've watched quite a couple times. Mark Ruffalo, again, you know, you talk about Mark Robert Downey Jr. and the Marvel. I'm a big same thing with Mark Ruffalo. Um, excellent actor. He does a great job. But so does Annette Bening and Julianne Moore, who I love in, Boogie Nights and Big Lebowski, but that wouldn't be my best pick. I also best picture. I also love The Black Swan quite a lot. The Fighter, great, great, great movie. Um, you know, a lot of people like to um, Social Network for its own reasons. You know, I don't know. Give me a second to think about it. What are you going to go with? Are you going with King's Speech? No, no. <laughs> I uh, think so. I, King's I speech. I hope, is not. Probably, I hope uh, not, because then we would be having a debate. No, I hope.
1: Yeah, not. King's Speech
2: is not. I thought
1: it was a good film. I didn't think it should have won the uh, Oscar for it. To me, there was two films that stood out to me. Inception. And it's not just because I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. I love the, uh, everything is exception. It gave me story, visuals, everything. Uh, I really liked that one. And I really, really like Black Swan. Black Swan. I think Black Swan, if I had to choose between Inception and Black Swan, I would go Black Swan. Uh, but Inception is a close second. Those two films i think are way better than king speech the fighter i love the fighter i think it was a good film uh i think christian bale did an awesome job as uh his brother in the role um as mickey's brother a dickie Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought he did a great and he won he won a uh, oscar for it so you know that he did a great job which he deserved true grit i love true grit i love the original true grit um that it's a remake so
2: yeah that kind
1: of throws it out it kind of hurts it a little bit and just in my opinion but like i said black swan should have gotten the oscar for this
2: year uh straight up question toy story 3 was it a good was this a good reason to have the category expanded so that a movie like toy story 3 was included as a best picture um nominee
1: yeah I I mean I think so. Toy Story 3 was a good a very good film. Uh Up was uh, last uh, year before, prior. I think um you know there hasn't been a uh Pixar or you know animated film to win best picture or a superhero hero film. We're starting to see if that can be changed. Uh, Toy Story 3 to me was a good film to pick. I thought it was very good. Um and you know the last G rated movie the only G rated movie to ever win best picture was Oliver oh you know so it it deserved to be there it was very good i I thought like i know they expanded upon toy story but i thought toy story 3 was a great way to end toy story
2: yeah yeah you know yeah and they got another one i heard that they're making
1: except they may think all the toys are going to die lol (laughs) yeah um caitlin says i've watched inception so many times and each time is me. I think that's what Christopher Nolan's films like. That's just him as a director. Uh, Memento is a film you have to watch a couple times because it's told from backwards. It's told the story's told backwards. Sure. Uh, so those are like this is the way his his. I think Tenet is another film. Um, not one of his greater ones, but it's another film that you have to constantly watch. And sometimes people are like, "Oh, I want to watch it one time. Or I have to watch it all times." So I think um, for him, the reason I enjoy Nolan so much is that with those films, is you learn something new every time you watch it. You see it from different perspective every time you watch it, so that's why I like Nolan a lot. Um, but Inception, I really liked Inception.
2: Yeah, so Inception's a great movie. Um, but with you and I, I think I would go with you if I could. Black Swan. Um, just I liked when I walked out of the movie theater that movie the way I felt. It was that's how I like feeling when I leave a movie. And Darren Aronofsky did a great job on that movie, but I just don't understand the King's Speech and why it won. But Maybe some things are meant to be understood.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we go to like some of the stuff I want to talk about, like with my picks of uh, older ones. So, yeah. We can... <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The, uh, oh we,
1: we, um, yeah. So, and our next year is the 2012 show for the 2011 movies that released. Uh, the winner that year was "The Artist" by Thomas Langman, who produced it. The nominees were "The Descendants" with Jim Burke. Alexander Payne, and Jim Taylor. Extremely Loud and Incredible Close. Incredibly Close. That was by Scott Rudden as a producer. The Help. Runson Green, Chris Columbus, and Michael Bretherton As the producers, Hugo, Graham King, and Martin Scorsese. As the producers, Midnight in Paris, Letty Arison, and Steven Tenenbaum. As the producers, Moneyball, Michael DeLuca, Rachel Horowitz, and Brad Pitt. The Tree of Life. Sarah Green, Bill Pollard, Dee, Dee Gardner and Grant Hill. Every time I hear that, see Grant Hill, I always think of the basketball player. Basketball player. Yeah. Uh, Warhorse, uh, Steven Spielberg, and Kathleen Kennedy as the producers. So, as we said, the artist one, um, I can kick this one off tone for this one. Uh, the artist I thought was a nice throwback to the silent film era. I did enjoy it because it was basically a whole silent film in the 2010s beautifully sim, i think it should have won cinematography award i don't know if it should have won the uh best picture award in my opinion uh i think hugo is a better film i think the help is a better film i think tree of life is a better film um i could give it to any three of those films over the artist i also think the descendants is a great film <laughs> um i just think that it maybe it got people got a little too caught up in the artistry of the artist to give it best picture um but I mean, I could have went those other ones over it. What about you?
2: Um again, you know, unfortunately we can't talk too much about, you know, I mean Midnight in Paris, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh again, to me, this is a down year for me in movies that I enjoy out of this. Um again, uh Moneyball um is a really good movie. You know, I don't know about best picture all the way at to the top, but you know, it's it's very good. You know, I Descendants is good. Um, I am a big fan of the director of The Descendants, Alexander Payne. I think he's a great director. The artist, I just, again, it kind of is like, I know what they're doing. Um, we I've had this conversation with people before where it's like, do you make a movie where you are almost like a setup, like a hook that you know if you make it, um, people will, it'll be nominated for an award. And that's kind of sometimes what the artist feels like because they don't make any more movies like the one movie that got nominated. It's just, I don't know. I, it's not a bad movie, but uh, wouldn't be my pick. Um, Tree of Life is, again, not bad. War Horse isn't the worst, but it's not the best either. I mean, like I said, um, extremely loud and close. I did not really care for that one. And I usually like movies like this, but I don't know. I, I would be going probably in this year with The Descendants or Moneyball um the help though good story um it's actually a good book um but you know i don't know
1: yeah warhorse didn't really resonate with me i thought it was nice looking um i think i kind of got nominated because of spielberg
2: (laughs) yeah give it to him yeah that's um, why they get that west side story that that one really upset well we'll get to that in a a little bit
1: um but now since we've gone through Three years, I believe. 2009, 2010, 11, 12, four years. We're going to go into a the past. So I have five picks of films, or not films, but categories that I want to discuss with you. Uh, my first one is the 1993 Best Actor Award. A little bit history of the award. Uh, in the first three years of the awards, actors were nominated as the best in their categories, but there's a difference. At the time, all their work can be qualified during the period. So that means as many as three films from the actor could be used and in some cases were listed at the award if they won. So if Pacino was in Godfather 1, 2 and A Dog's Day Night, they can make, nominate him and he could win for any of those three films, which I think is pretty, pretty crazy. Um, however, during the third ceremony held in 1930, only one of those films was cited in each winner's final award, even though each of the acting winners had two films following their names on the ballots. The following year, this confusing thing was put to an end, thankfully, and they decided to make it one single film per one single performance. Starting with the ninth ceremony held in 1937, the category was officially limited to five nominees per year. At the ceremony held in 2013 for the films of 2012, Daniel Day-Lewis became the first actor to win this category three times, surpassing Marlon Brando, Gary Cooper, Tom Hanks, Dustin Hoffman, Frederick Mark, Jack Nicholson, Sean Penn, and Spencer Tracy, who all had two wins. Tra- Tracy and Lawrence Oliver have been nominated on nine occasions, more than any other actor. Can you tell me who was nominated the most for Best Actress, Tone?
2: The most for Best Actress? Is it Meryl Streep?
1: Yep, Meryl Streep is holds that title, being nominated the most for Best Actress. Um the winner this year was Al Pacino for *Sense of a Woman. The nominees included Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin, Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven, Stephen Ray for The Crying Game, and Denzel Washington for Malcolm X. Now, my issue here with this nominations is that I believe this was a career award to Pacino. Scent of a Woman to me was a very good film. I think Robert downey Jr. knocked it out of the ballpark with Chaplin. It's not even my bias for for Downey. It's just when I saw the film, I thought he killed it for Chaplin. Uh, I thought Clint Eastwood killed it for Unforgiven, but I thought Downey had a better performance for him. Uh, Stephen Ray, I thought was great in The Crying Game. Denzel Washington, I think, was great as Malcolm X. I think the other four nominees were better than Pacino. And the reason I say this is because Pacino was nominated for the best supporting actor as well for Glengarry Glenn Ross as Ricky Roma. And I think he knocked it out of the ballpark and that role and should have won over Gene Hackman for Unforgiven because they had Nicholson for A Few Good Men there. They had Jay Davidson for The Crying Game and they had David Paymer for Mr. Saturday Night. I think Pacino's performance in Glengarry Glen Ross as Ray, Ricky Roma was 10 times better than Sense of a Woman. That is my personal opinion. I think Downey should have took this home or I mean, the other three nominees should have took it home over Pacino. What do you think?
2: Okay, what do I think? I think here you ooh, we're, we're this is getting a little hot here tonight. You wow, you were we've this is well what our seventh show. I think this that was the hottest you've ever gotten right there. And honestly, <laughs> um I do have some disagreements, but Let's uh, start from the bottom. Um, number one, you're definitely right. Downey Jr. and Chaplin. I could see him definitely winning for this. Honestly, last year, um, I was on a break. I sat down and watched Chaplin. Movie's amazing. He's amazing in it. It's a great movie. Um, Pacino, better in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross than Incentive Woman. And not only better, but 10 times better. And I love Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, Again, back to the artist, the movie that won when we were talking about a movie, the um, Academy Awards always seem to like movies where artists seem to do things where they usually don't do. And, well, Pacino playing a blind man, I mean, you might as well just sign the Oscar over as soon as he put his name on the script. Um, But that being said, Malcolm X actually last, I think it was Saturday night. Me and Katie watched it was on TV and we watched like the last hour of that movie. A great great performance by Denzel. Um the crying game I'll always remember me and my mother watching it and her telling me to leave the room in a certain part in the movie. Good movie. Um I give it to Downey Jr now that I watched it but you really saying Pacino doesn't even really deserve to sniff an Oscar. For no, this movie. no, no.
1: I said Pacino's performance in *Sense of a Woman* was good. I'm just saying, compared to the other nominees, I the line where a he
2: grabs the line where he grabs Brad. I'm sorry. This is where I think this is where for me the difference between Glengarry and, and *Sense of a Woman* was where he grabs Brad. Brad by the cho- the face and against the wall, and he says, "If I was the man, I was a long time ago. I would take a flame, th-, you know." And he and he threatens him, but. I also think he's great in Glengarry Ross. It's a more of a little bit of a dial back than Scent of a Woman. Scent of a Woman, he's in your face. Um,
1: well, Glengarry like Ross is in your face too.
2: He, well, he is. But the movie is <laughs> more of a stage play. Where Scent yeah. of a Woman isn't really like a stage play. It's more of a, you know, you, you even got a really good performance by Philip Seymour Hoffman in there. Um, but again, I give it to Robert Downey Jr., um, Clint Eastwood in *The Unforgiven*—you could have gave it to him. Um, you could have gave it to Denzel, you know. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't have a disagreement with any of the other picks that you said you would have given it to. That's what makes this different. I'm not like, well, he should have won. It's more of like, I see why they picked him. Um, if I could go back and do it again, Donnie Jr. should probably get it. What we know about Donnie Jr.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if like his past kind of came into. You know his nomination in terms of downey jr uh, I, th- I i think pacino's past definitely came into for he was nominated for the godfather dog days night he was nominated previously and didn't you know he couldn't you I mean, know like, uh,
2: dog day afternoon dog day afternoon i'm sorry no, 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 i think no, I was, no. i'm thinking of beatle song no you are uh, long, yeah. i even said long day nights, hard days nights yeah, I day like, night. oh, yeah.
1: um i think like he uh he uh, this is something like he was always eluding him the oscar was eluding him and he won I, I like I said I thought Son of a Woman was a good film compared to the other nominees in the Best Actor category. I just think that Downey Jr. is above a step above them all. Uh, Clint Eastwood I thought was very good. Unforgiven is my favorite film of all time. Oh, I, I think it, I think it's the last great Western of that era film from the man who made them famous with Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood from the spaghetti westerns. Uh, and he paid tribute to it. I think the new we have a newer version of westerns that we see now. Uh, it's not like the older ones, um, although they do try to pull some pieces from it, but it's like, am my one of the old, last old classic westerns? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I thought that was a great film. Stephen Ray, I thought was great in the crying game, I thought Denzel Washington was great. Pacino, I thought was good in the film, I just didn't think he was better than the other four.
2: I mean, I, I, I the thing about I love about doing the show with you is that why 100% respect what you're saying because you're making valid points, um, and most debates that i have with people the points are about as valid as you know <laughs> a, as a see-through uh thing so no your apps valid points all valid points
1: uh what about so i gave, gave a little bit of the supporting actor that year it could be like a little tidbit so i said pacino should have won for Glenn glary glenn ross a hackman won that year for Unforgiven and his little bill um nicholson was up for a few good men uh jay davidson for the crying game and david Paymer as mr saturday night would you have changed the uh, winner for
2: that award? It's one more time. I, I caught the, what was the first two again?
1: The fir- okay. The first two were Gene Hackman for uh-huh. Unforgiven as uh-huh. Little Bill. Okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson for A Few Good Men okay. as Colonel Jessup. Uh, Jay Davidson from The Crying Game and David Paymer for Mr. <laughs> Saturday Night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was, didn't you say David Paymer won, right?
1: No, uh, Hackman won for Unforgiven. Oh, ha-
2: no, I wouldn't change that. Hackman, Hackman should have won.
1: Yeah, I just think Glengarry Glen Ross is a little better, but I no, I, 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 mean, I
2: It's back though again. Am I giving it to Hackman for the same reason that they're giving it to Pacino? Like again, it, it where is is like again.
1: But Hackman but, won like, an Oscar for Pope Popeye
2: O'Donnell. I mean to me is Pacino's performance the? You, do you do think he's the best in Glengarry Glen Ross?
1: I would say uh he kind of steals the show. Oh. Um, I love Glengarry Ross, but I mean I love John lemon too, but I think he kinda steals the show and that's like his out uh, of character. Him and, and to be honest with you, I think Alec Baldwin does well as well, but I think I'll outshines him a little bit. But that's just my thoughts. But I'm glad yeah. that we can uh we can at least say that Downey should have won for yeah,
2: I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um it's a movie that again, I'll say it again, if you get a chance, watch Chaplin. Um I've Talked about it with a couple buddies. It's just a movie that again should get a little bit more um praise than it gets.
1: Apparently, baloney wanted you to get me. Oh, yeah. I, I,
2: yeah, I, I, ooh, I, I ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's our little break off from the best picture. We're gonna go right back to it now with the 2014 best picture award. Uh, these are from the 2000. They messed that up. Oh, oh 2013, I'm sorry. 2013. Oh, that, you're, yeah. you're right. Oh, you're good. I'm sorry, I read the wrong thing. No, 2013, you're 2013 okay. um show which were 2012 films. Uh the winner of that year was Argo by Grant Hesloff, Ben Affleck, George Clooney as the producers, uh Amor by Margaret Menegots, Stephen Ahrens, Viet Hendushka. I'm sorry if I said that incorrectly, and Michael Katz. Uh Beast of the Southern Wind by Dan Jv, Josh Penn, and Michael Gottwood. Django Unchanged by St- Stacey Scheer, Reginald Holland, Pilar Savan as the producers, there's Mr. Bowles, uh, Tim Bevan, Eric Fulner, Deborah Hayward, and Cameron McIntosh, The Life of Pi, Gill Netter, Ang Lee, and David Warmack, Lincoln by David Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy, Silver Linings Playbook by Donna Gilglati, Bruce Cowan and Jonathan Gordon, and Zero Dark Thirty by mark Bull, catherine bigelow and megan ellison so (laughs) our adult version argo (laughs) um the winner was argo this year tone what do you think about this year's result
2: i like this year this year i could see argo being um a victor for myself personally um it was one of my favorites of the year again though i also like the django Unchained. i like silver lining's playbook i like a couple of these other movies but this one, I'm not uh, as upset that it got picked for Best Picture.
1: Yeah, this year, I think uh, it could have been between Argo and Silver Lion's Playbook. let um, Balls remember, Miserables was a good film. I think it kind of gets, because it's a musical, it kind of got a little bit uh, held down a little bit for a Best Picture. But I I liked um, Silver Lion's Playbook a lot. But yeah, Argo, I was fine with it winning. You know, I'm happy for my man George Clooney to get an Oscar. <laughs> haven't yeah, watched. that's
2: true.
1: You still haven't watched Lincoln. Sam says he still hasn't watched Lincoln, but I think I can guess the ending. <laughs> uh, Sam says Seven Lying Playbook was meh. Eh, to each its own. Uh, Life of Pi messed me up. Good movie. It's a very good movie. It's very visually nice, too.
2: Very nice. Um, very nice looking.
1: So there's not really much pushback on that one. I would go with
2: uh, Argo. It was a good film fact you like me right now. That's from uh, Sally Field yep. when she won her uh, best actress nomination there.
1: You really like me. You like me, you really like me. <laughs> so uh moving along, we're gonna go to 2014 show for 2013 films. Uh the winner that year was Twelve Years a Slave, uh produced by Brad Pitt, Dee, Dee Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, Steve McQueen, and Anthony Katagas. Uh, nominees that year were American Hustle by Charles Rovin, Richard Suckle, Megan Ellison, and Jonathan Gordon. Captain Phillips by Scott Rudden, Dana Brutetti, and Michael DeLuca. The Dallas Buyers Club by Robbie Brenner and Rachel Winter. Gravity by Alfonso Coran and David Heyman. Her by Megan Ellison, Spike Jonesy and Vincent Landay. Nebraska by Albert Berger and Ron Xura. Uh, Filmenia, I think that's how you say it, yep. by Gabriel Tana, Steve Coogan, and Tracy Seward, and The Wolf of Wall Street by Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joey McFarlane, and Emma tingler Koskoff. So we said that um, 12 Years a Slave won that year. What do you think of the result?
2: Um, I like the movie. Um, The only mistake I remember making is like me and Katie went to like a 1045 showing of a two and a half hour movie. And I think, yeah, it w- that wasn't the one I should have done on a Saturday night, but not a bad movie. Um, I, it wouldn't be my pick for best picture. Um, Dallas Buyers Club, American Hustle, mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street, um, even the concept of her. Um, Philomena is not a bad movie. It wouldn't have been a best picture for me. Gravity, I thought was just a tag. I love the director too, but just a tag. for me a little overrated. Um Captain Phillips.
1: I'm the um, Captain now.
2: Yeah, I and mean, it's it's <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know about that one. But again, um, I like Bruce Dern in Nebraska. You know, I, I probably would roll with as a best picture Dallas bias buyers, buyers club. Um, but you know, what do you think?
1: <laughs> Richard Suckle doesn't go by dick. Wonder why. <laughs> um me, personally, 12 Years a Slave was a good film. I thought it was very good. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, for me. Um, I like American Hustle. I love I love Christian Bale. Um, I just think Dallas Buyers Club was better. Uh, Nebraska, I thought was... I wish Bruce Dern would have won his, the Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was very, very good in it. Uh, and then, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street was a good film as well. Um, I just think... I I'd like I, To me, a person would have went with Dallas Buyers Club over 12 Years a Slave. Uh, but 12 Years Later was a very good film as well. So I can't really argue with you on that one.
2: I agree. Definitely agree.
1: So moving along, we're going to the 2015 show for the 2014 films. Uh, the winner that year was Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance by Alejandro G. Iratu, I'm sorry, uh, John Lesher and James W. Scotch Doppel. <laughs> <laughs> These names are kind of hard, man.
2: They are. Uh, they, they, man. they are hard.
1: Uh, American Sniper by Clint Eastwood, Robert Lorenz, Andrew Lazar, Bradley Cooper, and Peter Morgan. Boyhood by Richard Linklater and Catherine Sutherland. The Grand Budapest Hotel by Wes Anderson, Scott Rudden, Stephen Rails, and Jeremy Dawson. Uh, the Imitation Game by Nora Grisman, Ido Alstrowski, and Teddy Schwartzman. Selma by Christian Carlson, Oprah Winfrey, Didi Gardner, and Jeremy Kleiner. The Theory of Everything, Tim Bevan by Eric Flenner, Lisa Bruce, and Anthony McCartan, and Whiplash by Jason Blum, Helen Easterbrook, and David Lancaster. Tone, we know that Birdman won. Who do you think should have won this one?
2: Ooh. Mm.
1: It's because Michael Keaton,
2: baloney. <laughs> um, ooh, I mean... Mm. I really like Birdman a lot, but I really like Wood Whiplash a lot, and I really like Grand Budapest Hotel a lot. Um, I could see why Birdman won; um, it's it's what it is. Um, American Sniper is was fine. That's about what I would say. It 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 is what it is. Boyhood is again. I don't know. You know. I would honestly probably. I. <sighs> like to give it to the grand budapest hotel
1: yeah i uh i would have given it to that too <laughs> too um that's now, are uh, you
2: not a birdman fan
1: i love birdman but okay. i think grand budapest hotel was better i think West that that's a great film is, a film that is. i think it got robbed that year it did um i wish i again just for my own i wanted keaton to win the oscar because i thought it was mm-hmm. great um but grand budapest hotel was very good whiplash is a great film uh, I thought that was very good. Salmo was a good okay. film. Um, Bird, uh, Birdman, one of my favorites, but yeah, I just don't think it against Budapest Hotel, it should have came in second.
2: Mm.
1: But I liked Budapest Hotel definitely. Wh- Whiplash, Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game were better than Birdman, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. Whiplash was a very good film, too. I just think the Budapest Hotel was better, but um, but we agreed on that one, which is kind yeah. of funny. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, next, we're going to go to one of my picks. We're going to the 1995 Best Actor Award. The winner that year was Tom Hanks for Forrest Gump. The nominees were Morgan Freeman for The Shawshank Redemption, Nigel Hawthorne for The Madness of King George, Paul Newman for Nobody's Fool, and John Travolta for Pulp Fiction. This year, I think I love Tom Hanks. Um, I think he's a great and phenomenal actor. I think Tom Hanks' best role was in Philadelphia. He was very good in Forrest Gump. I just think that Morgan Freeman should have won for the Shawshank Redemption. And unfortunately, the film didn't get as much praise until it was released more to the public for VHS for them to give that love. And I think it was really a missed miss shot there. I thought Travolta was great in Pulp Fiction. I thought Newman was great in Nobody's Fool. and The Magnus of King George. I can't remember it too well, but from. Between Hanks and the Freeman, I think Freeman should have won. I thought he was phenomenal in that film as a lead. Uh, what say you?
2: Oh, for me? Um, let's see here. <laughs> and look at Morgan's clapping for him right there. He's not upset because Tom won if you are watching the live version. But again, um... I mean, this is kind of like back to the Pacino argument again. Uh, Morgan Freeman plays Morgan the same role in Seven. Uh, I I like Morgan. I'm a big Morgan Freeman fan. But, like, the only movie I think he plays a little different is, like, Outbreak because he's a little shady. But he's generally just a nice guy in the role in, in Shawshank Redemption. I mean, does he really seem like somebody who's, like, I mean he's just so nice in the movie and he's
1: oh well, he's not nice he's a criminal but,
2: but that's yeah. the thing. he but is he though like in the movie what criminal activities does he do in the movie?
1: he smuggles in uh the things for the other criminals I... he also uh bets on fishes. I think his narration was better. I I, hey, like, I I, mean,
2: if you watch enough movies that take place in prison, he doesn't come across as somebody who you're not going to want to cross. He seems like somebody like he well, said, also, guys going to get you things. Your I friend. mean,
1: if you really want really, to go... Tom Hanks, Tom,
2: Hanks, Hanks. To Tom Hanks. Bosom Buddies. Bachelor Party. Splash. He's coming from that territory to do something with Zemeckis. It's... Different man, it's yeah, different. but
1: I mean, you're saying if you're talking about prison, if I'm talking about history movies, I'm not going to automatically think of a character like Forrest Gump, who's also based off a book.
2: But wait a minute, to you be said, general... you said we do things about feelings around here, and mm-hmm. Forrest Gump is a lot more. I think people sometimes, not all the time, but I don't believe even... in
1: reform. What are you talking about? I wanted Friedman to win. <laughs> tell me, tell me, I don't believe in reform, baloney. I said I wanted Morgan Freeman to win. <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, the comments are great. No, no, I, I the thing about it is, is you're talking about a movie that I you're talking about which movie do I love a whole lot more. I, I, Chaos Redemption is one of my favorite movies of mm-hmm. all time. Forrest Gump doesn't even probably crack my top 60. So I'm art, I'm playing devil's advocate here just because of the actor who Tom Hanks is.
1: Oh, I think um, he's a phenomenal actor. I just don't think he should have won there.
2: Um, but what else? I mean, but like, did he, I off the top of my head, he didn't win for Philadelphia, did he?
1: Yeah, he won. He was back to back.
2: Okay, then that's where I think you know.
1: I think his Philadelphia was his as his best performance yeah, of his career. Yeah. To be okay. honest, okay,
2: then, then then okay. You know what? Tonight, folks, I'm going to give in a little bit. We're going to give it to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I, you know, I know the role isn't something Travolta's role. Um, yeah, being th- again, I think we're was- for actors who are doing things that were different out of the box at the time. It was that's what he did. You know, I don't know. give it to him
1: for Pulp fiction i think uh what hinders him a little bit is i think like for his role i think samuel should have got the nod for best actor because i think he was a little bit more powerful so it could have gone either way for them to um in terms of the nominee for best actor but this film, that film Pulp fiction rejuvenized his career like
2: but no that's audition. why i think that's why they gave him the nom was mm-hmm. because the role was so good it jump-started his career well, you're right, Samuel's performance, I think, is a lot better in the movie than than John Travolta.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, you can stick with Hanks. It's okay, I just think that uh, without Forrest Gump, he isn't in Toy Story, so don't, just don't check the line timeline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, true. I love Tom Hanks. Uh, you know what the
2: thing about it is, is before, honestly, I'll be honest with you, if I would have really looked in and thought about the Philadelphia thing before the debate, I wouldn't have given it to him. <laughs> I don't think I... I, I'm not a big believer in like you know, I I don't think you know I you know I don't know winning back to back. It depends on
1: depends who it is. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I would give it to Freeman. You were stuck with the Hanks. it's fine. Um, but like, have you seen the Madness of King George? I have. I can't remember if I saw it or not. To be honest, with uh, you.
2: if I did, it's been a long time, um, a long time.
1: So Tony, we have a comment here from Baloney. And he wants to know what you thought about Jenny from Forest Gump.
2: Oh, um, Jenny, she is just, just such an awful, 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 awful. But you know, she looks like she could be fun on like a Saturday night if you were free, like, <laughs> like twenty years before the end of the movie. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, she's she's again. So re- reveled as one of the worst people on screen history. <laughs> and Bologna <laughs> a nice, gave me the eyes. I like that. Jenny
1: from the block Uh yeah. so there's an ongoing gag that me and Aloha Mr. Hand and Matt uh, Namson King Nam and his wife um Amy have going. We um me and Amy think that Jenny is probably the worst character in film compared to Rose from Titanic. Pete and Nam say it's Rose because she could have let Jack on the the door. Um, but in our defense, we think uh Jenny just ruined Forrest's life, his whole life. Uh and then eventually in the end, it's it's implicated, although this has now been pushed back, is that she gave him HIV possibly. <laughs> uh, you know, with her illness. Um, there's still debate on what, whether she did or not. But uh what would you say? Who's the worst character, Jenny or uh Rose?
2: Ooh, um I, I mean honestly, it's gotta be it's gotta be Jenny. Um <laughs> I mean Rose, I mean, I've watched this Mythbusters where they tested the whole the whole Rose thing. um, yeah, I go with Jenny definitely,
1: thank you uh <laughs> yeah we uh we always argue it's a fun little thing we'd go on, but we always find something new to put up, but yeah, I would say Jenny is definitely horrible. Jenny gave easy, <laughs> easy. yeah, he gave. Sam, oh my God. If you guys listen to the podcast, watch the stream on YouTube. You'll see some of the great comments we get from our people in here. Um, So, moving on, we're going on to now 2016. This film actually had pretty decent uh, selections here. The winner that year was Spotlight by Michael Sugar, Stephen Godlin, Nicole Rockland, Bly Pagan, Faust as the producers. The nominees as well were The Big Short. Brad Pitt, Didi Gardner, and Jeremy Kleiner. Bridget Spy, Steven Spielberg, Mark Platt, and Christine McCoskell. Krager, Brooklyn by Fiona Dwyer and Amanda Posey. Mad Max Fury Road by Doug Mitchell and George Miller. The Martian by Simon Kimberg, Ridley Scott, Michael Schaefer, and Mark Hoffman. And then The Revenant by Aaron Micklin, Steve Goglin, Alejandro Giottau, I can't say it because my teeth. Mary Perrin and Keith Redmond. Uh the Room. will not no, not the Tommy Wiseau Room. Room, but Ed Gini <laughs> as a producer. So we have those other nominees with Spotlight winning. What would you think of this result?
2: Like Spotlight quite a lot. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have given it to Spotlight, but I like it a lot. I like the movie quite a bit. I personally would have probably given it to the Revenant, but that's that's me just because I'm um, what went into the filming of that movie and the way it looks and again the feeling that's what I would go with but the big shorts really good too mad max is great not the best i am not the favorite on the martian or bridge's spies but they're they're serviceable the again. room i the room i wish it was the other one that would have been pretty cool
1: Tommy was so up there
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah Hi, <laughs> <None> mark of... <laughs> um i think for this one, Spotlight was a very good film. I probably would have went more towards Revenant over a Spotlight. Uh, I actually, I really like Bad Max.
2: <laughs> well, Max is good. Um, um, well, then I don't have to ask you. Then in May, when the new one comes out, if we can go over this movie when that one comes out. Yes, yes, we love sure. it so much. It's, a, it's, it's. I'm a, a big fan movie. of the
1: of them. I even watched the Thunderdome. Oh, it's, uh, it's not one of the best ones, but it, it's enjoyable. <laughs>
2: i i grew up in a thunderdome house mm-hmm. where me and my dad had this joke about master and blaster and was <laughs> there in the movies or whatever and just honestly not, a, not it's again it's a fun movie to watch man They're oh fun. it's totally 80s man it's like yeah, it's fun. not I love it. yeah it's
1: not horrible but it's totally 80s uh i like the, the movie, first that's one. what
2: i want to get off here and watch now that's what you make me want <laughs> to, yeah
1: yeah so um we both went with uh uh, opposing to Spotlight. Uh, Revenant probably is a more general consensus for that one. Um, for that one. Uh, Sam says Martian Mad Max, the big short is Sawbows, Mad Max wins. <laughs> Sam's just going off the field, he saw, <laughs> which I think is great. Um, so that's 2016 for 2015's nominees. Moving on to 2017's nominees for the previous year of 2016, we have the, uh, the winner Moonlight uh, by Adele Romanowski. Didi Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner were the producers. Uh, Moonlight actually became the first film with an all-black cast and the first LGBT-themed film to win Best Picture. Some history was done there. Uh, The nominees were Arrival by Sean Levy, Dan Levine, Aaron Ryder, and David Lindy. Fences by Scott Rudden, Denzel Washington, and Todd Black. Hacksaw Ridge by Bill Mechanic and David Permute. Hello, or, uh, or High Water by Carla Haken and Julie Leorn. Hidden Figures by Donna Gilgatti, Peter Sharon, Gino Topping, Pharrell Williams, and Theodore Melfi. La La Land by Fred Berger, Jordan Horowitz, and Mark Platt. Lion by Emil Sherman, Ian Kaning and Annie Fielder. Manchester by Sea by Matt Damon, Kimberly Stewart, Chris Moore, Lauren Beck, and Kevin J. Walsh as the producers. So, Tone, this year is actually a more year in history of the Oscars because of what?
2: Moonlight. Best picture. There you go. A lot of people were upset because originally the announcement is, it is La La Land, and everyone gets up on stage. And then, oh, well, it's not La La Land. It's Moonlight. <laughs>
1: And that's where our famous uh, picture of the for the show that we have <laughs> is used from is actually this part. Uh this actually killed a lot of those conspiracy theories with the uh, previous film we just reviewed for the my cousin Vinny when Mr. Tomei won. There was there was a lot of uh, conspiracy theories saying that Mr. Tomei wasn't supposed to win and they just read the name of the card and this gave it to her. Well, Warren Betty read the name of La La Land because it was the incorrect card and they came out and corrected it. I remember watching this live and I was like, holy, it was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, So it was kind of an anticlimactical win for Moonlight. But I thought for me personally, I think Moonlight should have won. I thought it was a very powerful film. Uh, I really liked Hello High Water and I liked uh, Fences. La La Land was a great film too. Manchester by by the Sea was a good film but i think in my personal opinion, i really like moonlight what about you
2: honestly we're probably going to agree on this one too just because of the overall theme of what you say messages and takeaway and honestly this one moonlight stuck with me when i was done watching it um, big 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 fan of the actors who are in the movie um really really good job um Manchester by the Sea, um, for some unknown reason, I only seen like two movies by myself, and I went and seen that one by myself, real depressing, want to go see by yourself, <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> really, yeah, it's... really really bad idea, like I left and walked out of the theater, I was like, what did I do here, this was really heavy, but uh, my favorite movie product of all of these, um, Hell or High Water, like that movie a lot, um, Fences is good, um, Arrival, I think that's kind of like my gravity this year, a little more overrated than in his catalog of movies. Um, You know, the uh, Hacksaw Ridge, it's all right. Hidden figures is a really good movie, a really inspiring movie. But again, in a crowded field like this, that's not going to be picked as best picture, but it's a good movie. And La La Land, again, um, I could have seen that being picked just because of the, as we talked about earlier, them just picking, uh, something because of it seems to be different like this would have been the artist pick this year because it's a musical and it's like set in the 50s but i'm with you i'm with moonlight
1: yeah so that's another one we agree on so we are agreeing in some aspects of here uh baloney yeah. comes out and says i saw a bunch of these honestly no of these stand out maybe manchester by the sea yeah it's a, good song, it's good a very good movie. movie um casey affleck actually won the oscar for that one he did um So moving on to 2018 for 2017 films, we have the winner, The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro and James J. Miles Dale. Uh, Nominees were Call Me by Your Name, Peter Spears, Luca Guadigino, Emil George, and Marco Morabito. Darkest Hour by Tim Bevan, Eric Fellner, Lisa Bruce, Anthony McCartan, and Douglas Urbanski. Dunkirk by Emma Thomas and Christopher Nolan. Get Out by Sean McKittrick, James Jason Blum, Edward H. Him, and Jordan Peele. Um, that film actually won the Spirit Award that year. Uh, Lady Bird by Scott Rudden, Ellie Bush, and Evelyn O'Neill, and Phantom Thread by Joanne Seller, Paul Thomas Anderson, Maggie Allison, and Danielle Loopy. That's actually the last film that uh, our good friend Dave, Daniel David Lewis portrayed. That was his last acting role. Uh, the Post by Amy Pascal, Steven Spielberg, and Christy Makosko-Karager. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Graham Brobrent, Pete Krasendron, and Martin McDonough. Man, I really picked some great names to go through. (laughs) Uh, uh, So so those are the nominees. The Call Call Me By Your Name, Darkness Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, with the winner being The Shape of Water. Uh, what do you think of this one, Tom?
2: Um, big, big, uh, again, a big fan of 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 a lot of these movies. Um, I wouldn't have went with Shape of Water, though. Um, I would have went with Three Billboards, probably.
1: Yeah, I know I'm frozen, but is my audio coming through okay?
2: Yeah, your audio, you sound great.
1: Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, I would have went with um, Three Billboards for this one. Uh, Shape of Water was a very good film. I love Guillermo del Toro. I, to be honest with you when I was reviewing this I probably might have went with uh get out
2: get out again a really really good movie um it would have been nice for that to win it would have been nice for a horror movie to win best picture it would have set a precedent I would have liked that that' would been cool
1: for sure for sure uh so with that we are going to go to my picks next all right let's get but before that, let me actually see if I can if you refresh it, maybe. Yeah, let me refresh and stay back. So uh, uh as I say, uh work the crowd for a second, man.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. So again, you know, the Oscars are something that are definitely um an experience, you know, experience that has happened for as stated at the beginning for a long, long time and this year is no exception. Um, next week, when we get back into um, doing next week's, there are so many movies this year that are are being talked about. And they're being, you know, and, you know, of course, Oppenheimer is one of them. Um, Barbie is another one. And these are just be some of the movies that next week when we uh, dig into a little bit more what it is that uh, we will be going through, which is the 2024. Um, you know movies um here we have sam saying he hasn't seen any of these movies yet and uh i don't know i don't, I don't believe you i think you have seen oppenheimer um possibly but uh you know it's going to be a great show next week because honestly these movies are um just as good as these movies we're talking about tonight so stay tuned for that
1: yes thank you tony uh i'm no back problem. am i coming through okay?
2: You sound great.
1: Cool. So uh, sorry about that. Um, You're good. So now we're going to go to, uh, we just did that pick. So we're going to go to another one of my outside of the picks. And this one I think is, uh, uh, I know Mr. Hand is very, very passionate about this one. And I am as well. So it's the 1999 best picture award. The winner that year was Shakespeare in love. David Periff, da- Donna, Gilati, Harvey Weinstein, Edward Zwick, and Mark Norman. The nominees were Elizabeth by Alison Owen, Eric Flunner, Tim Bedvin, Life is Beautiful by Alda Ferrari, Gianna Luigi Prasci, Saving Private Ryan by Steven Spielberg, Ian Bruce, Mark Golden, and Gary Levinson, and The Thin Red Line by Robert Michael Gleisler, John Ribodeau, and Grant Hill. So with that, Tony, I think the winner this year was complete BS in terms of Shakespeare and Love. This was a giant political ploy by Harvey Weinstein and his company to get the film pushed to be the best picture. I don't think it's anywhere near to be the best picture. I personally think Saving Private Ryan should have won. Um, uh, Spielberg, I love Spielberg's films. I think Spielberg is a great director. And I think probably Saving Private Ryan is probably one of his best films he's ever done. Uh, I think it was perfect war movie. I think that Tom Hanks should have won the Oscar for Saving Private Ryan, and I think it was a way ten times better film than Shakespeare in Love. What about you?
2: Um, I, I have to show you this dated video here really quick because this is hilarious. For Mark
1: Norman, who also won tonight for original screenplay.
2: Just uh, watching like Gwyneth Paltrow's excitement to see Harvey Weinstein and seeing this victory of what you saying is a sham, and I am one hundred percent on board. It's a garbage pick. It's I don't know. I don't like the movie very much. And honestly, I don't like a lot of these movies. Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, The Thin Red is pretty good. Um, definitely Saving Private Ryan is the best of the bunch. And ironically, you have found the other movie that I saw by myself. <laughs> um. <laughs> my mom had taken my two little sisters to go see a movie and I wasn't going to go see the kids movie. So I was like, can I go see another movie by myself? And I was like, I'll see saving private Ryan. What was hilarious was the kids movie was like an hour and a half and this was three hours. So she had to wait an hour and 30 minutes for me to come out. Of oh this my movie. goodness. It was, it was great. But again, um, I'm with you. I would definitely have went with saving private Ryan.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Just like we, my, <laughs> um, he he won for life is beautiful. He did, he did. Uh, you know, and he's a more of a comedic actor, but he he did a great job in his he film. He did. Um, but yeah, I think Saving Private Ryan just should have won. There was, like looking at the film, like even when I was when I was making up this list, I'm like, what what you know what win kind of upsets me, mm-hmm. and, and then knowing about the person that you know that that Harry Weinstein turned out to be. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, uh yeah, I don't think, you know, say, I, well, even when I remember watching this, I'm like, why the hell did same Private Ryan? Because the other movies weren't that great. Then Red Lions* probably the best movie, I guess, besides it.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the other, I mean, yeah, I would have to agree.
1: And I think it kind of goes back to when we did the history of how, you know, studio execs had their influence over the judges. And I don't think that should be happening, in my no, opinion. Not at all. Uh, so that's my uh, 1999 debacle. Uh, Saving Private Ryan should have won. It's our winner in my book, but you know, unfortunately it didn't win. Uh, we're going to move on now to the best pictures again with the 2019 awards for the 2018 films. The winner that year was Green Book by Jim Burke, Charles B. Wessler, Ryan Curie, Peter Ferrari, and Nick Bellinoga. The nominees were Black Panther by Kevin Fig. Is it Figgy or Fig? I can't remember.
2: Ah, uh, I mean, I fig, Figgy fig- fig, fig, Figs, <laughs> we'll call whatever. Figgy Fig. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: Black Clanson by Sean McKittrick, Jason Blum, Raymond Mansfield, Jordan Peele, and Spike Lee. Bohemian Rhapsody by Graham King. The Favorite by C.C. Dempsey, Ed Gehney, Lee Magaday, and Yoris lethminos aroma by Gabriel Rodriguez, Alphonse Corran were the producers for that. A Star is Born by Bill Gerber, Bradley Cooper, and Lynette Howell Taylor. And Vice for D.D. Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, and Adam McKay, and Kevin Messick. And then, the, you know, one thing about this was, um about these nominees, even before getting to it, was if Beale Street Could Talk wasn't even nominated, which kind of surprised me. It won the Spirit Award that year. And it's a pretty good film. Uh, have you ever seen Beale Street? Yeah. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it was a good film. I think it should have been nominated. Uh, so the winner that year was Green Book. Uh, one of the things that sticks out to me about when it won, I remember them interviewing Spike Lee and he said he was interviewed by uh, the some British reporters and they said what he thought of the film and he said it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Tony? Did you think it should have won?
2: No, I do not. I don't even think it should you know, I don't even, I don't even know if it should even be in this list. I, I don't know. Um, I don't really think Roma should be on the list either. Um, that movie I think was again, <laughs> we used to use this term too artsy fartsy. Um, I'm a huge fan of black Klansman. Um, if I had like a midnight movie theater, I would put that back to back with even good fellas. And I think it could play really well. Um, I think it's a great movie, greatly acted. Everyone from Adam driver does a great job too. Of course, um, John David Washington. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody is a good movie, Um, but you know I don't. You know I don't know if that one it would be best picture. Vice is a really really good movie that I could see being a best uh, picture nominee in like those five um, movie years from a long time ago. But personally, I would roll Black Klansman. That's me.
1: Yeah. um, So Sam's cracking me up in the comments by saying uh, Carmine Lupertazzi sir, senior was there. And Carmine Lupertazzi is played by uh, Tony Lip, who is the Green Book is based off. And then he <laughs> quoted one of his lines saying, what? I didn't say nothing. Uh, for you <laughs> Soprano fans out there, you know, that's when he calls Tony to, to arrange a hit on Johnny Sack. Uh, <laughs> Sam, I love the fact he loves Soprano, man. I'm a huge Soprano great. Great yeah. show. Um, me personally, I think Black Klansman should have won. I thought it was a better film uh i i like the star is born i thought the star is born was good and it had a lot of oscar buzz behind it i'm glad bradley cooper got that little bump you know uh for his film uh vice i thought was very good uh green book i thought was an okay film uh i think i don't think it should have won for best picture i think again they're trying to go with a message for that film and it kind of fell flat because it was kind of over dramatized, and i know it got criticized for it uh for the way it was but um yeah roma i never seen roma man i couldn't tell you about it
2: it's uh, very like a long camera shots not a lot of dialogue uh, upside down i mean it's very visually but uh i didn't take away really a message from it but again maybe mm-hmm. i was in a. I always like to say sometimes maybe i need to give it a second chance i wasn't in the right mood that day
1: Are yeah you know? i would definitely check it out i just never yeah. seen it uh yeah. when i was doing the list i'm like i was i mean i couldn't watch it because i had so much solid stuff going on but oh, yeah it's not
2: yeah i'll definitely check i wouldn't it out. That help, you know you you need to watch this movie but again the director um you know this is his follow-up from gravity which i said earlier was um you know a little bit uh what i thought was a little overrated but again you know roma um you know this is sometimes you know because again he also did children of men which is a really good movie very good movie um, Good book. book know, he also did uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban, which is my favorite Harry Potter of all those movies. And I'm not even a huge Harry Potter fan, but he's a good director. Potter? Uh, yes, very, very good director. And again, you know, but I'm with you. I'm We're going Black Clansman, right? Yeah. Uh, Carmen Lupatazzi, man.
0: He was the best guy around. What about the people he murdered? What so murder?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get that in for Brian at least once a show that's um, great. yeah black clansman i think was a better film in my opinion uh i don't i want to check out roman now though to see um i really liked uh bale's performance advice as george bush i thought it was pretty funny
2: it was it was awesome a lot of those performed sam rockwell a lot of really yeah and great sam Rockwell was
1: um was uh no he was cheney and sam rockwell was bush
2: yes which was great funny job. great job
1: yeah uh so two great actors uh the next year we're going to 2020 for the 2019 films. The winner that year was Parasite. Uh, Kwok ae and Boog joon hu were the producers. Uh, Parasite became the first non-English film to win Best Picture. It was also the sixth film nominated for both Best Picture and Best International Feature in the same year. Furthermore, it's four wins tied with Fanny and Alexander and Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon as the most awarded foreign, film, foreign language film in Academy Awards history. Uh, The nominees were Ford versus Ferrari, Peter Sherman, General Topping, and James Manigold. The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Jane Rosenthal, and Emma tingler koskoff Jojo Rabbit by Carthel Neal, Taiki Waititi, I always say his name incorrectly, uh, Chelsea Winstanley, Joker by Todd Phillips, Bradley Cooper, Emma tingler koskoff and Little Women by Amy Pascal. Marriage Story by Noah Baalbach. And David Hyman, 1917, by Sam Mendes, Pippa Harris, Jane Ann Tenergan, Kalum And the final film was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by David Hyman, Shannon McIntosh, and Quentin Tarantino as the producers. Uh, for that film, do you think, for that year, do you think Parasite should have won?
2: No, no, I don't. I don't think it should have won. But again, that isn't my wheelhouse of the favorite type of movies that I usually go for. You know, um, I'm going to be going for 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, even, honestly, Jojo Rabbit. Um, you know, I also, though, I like Ford vs. Ferrari, but I think it's just, again, uh, in a year that's weighed down. Um, what's your opinions on The Irishman?
1: I like The Irishman. I think it was uh, a good film. It was long, but it was good. Uh, it was vintage. In uh, the words of Michael Cole, if you're a wrestling fan, it was vintage Scorsese. <laughs> it was nice to see all three. I think um, Al Pacino actually is probably one of his better acting roles uh, later. You know, Al kind of got into the screaming and he he screams perfectly in this film. You know, um, I thought The Irishman was a very good film. Uh, Best Picture? I don't think it should have won for Best Picture.
2: But it was good. Uh, what are you going with?
1: So I actually like Parasite. I thought Parasite was something different. It should have won. The one that I would put it up against is Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was a very good film. So either way, Parasite or Jojo Rabbit would have won. I would have been happy with it. Um, But I wasn't too like upset that Parasite won. I thought it was a good film.
2: Give another chance. I mean, honestly, this is one would fall into my category of Hmm. uh, it's one even tomorrow. I have to sit down and give more of a uh, another chance because. I just hear so many great things about it and I, I honestly right now I couldn't even write you a review on it because I watched it like in 2019 and I don't even watch so many movies since then so I got, I got to give it another chance.
1: Sam said he saw 1917 Joker and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He gave it to 1917 and he loves Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 1917 was a very good film too. But
2: yeah, I, I, just, I would give it to Parasite or Jojo Rabbit. I but, like nineteen uh, seventeen's one camera shot. The way it's like looks like one giant shot. Like it doesn't like. And he's running. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: And the part where the guy falls when he falls down, that was actually was unscripted. It just he did naturally and got up.
2: <laughs> cool. We <Very laughs> left
1: cool. it in. Um. So two thousand five is my next pick for going back in the vault to argue here for the best picture, best actor award here. Uh, the winner that year was Jamie Fox for Ray. Uh, the nominees were Don Cheadle. For Hotel Ronda, Johnny Depp for Finding Neverland, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Aviator, Clint Eastwood for Million Dollar Baby. Now, my problem isn't so much with the winner. I thought Jamie Foxx was very good in Ray. I personally would have went with Don Cheeto for Hotel Ronda that year. My th- issue is that there was a film called Sideways that was released in 2004 uh, that was nominated for a Golden Globe and won the Spirit Award for Best Actor. For one, Paul Giamatti, and he wasn't even nominated. And I think, I love Johnny Depp, but I think he should have been nominated over Finding Neverland. What do you think, Till?
2: You know what? I like you. And I like (laughs) what you just said right there. Because honestly, I agree with everything that you said. I mean, I would have went with Jamie Foxx, but thinking outside of the box, I did not think of that. When you sent me this, I wasn't even thinking of the Paul Giamatti thing. And I love Sideways. It's one of my favorites. Um, I'll never forget me and a buddy at Ball State leaving the movie theater and going to buy jugs of Carlo Rossi um, and just drinking wine. Really, really, really great. Um, uh, Sam is not wrong. Uh, Michael Shannon is, is – is Michael Shannon should have been nominated for a, a best actor for the night before. But that being said, um, I don't know why Giamatti wasn't – because I honestly – I would even have put Giamatti in this over – DiCaprio, even maybe. I know why DiCaprio's being nominated, but or even Clint. I mean, I love Clint. I love Million Dollar Baby. I left that movie theater seeing that movie thinking it was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Um I haven't seen it though in a long time. That's when I should read Depressing. It is. It is. Oh, it's very depressing. Yes.
1: I, um, I so I would have went probably Yeah, I I I think Jimmy Fox winning for Ray was fine, but I, I like Don Chido and Roto, Hotel Ronda. But like you said, like Johnny Depp Finding Neverland, like he, there's, I love Johnny Depp, but Paul Giamatti was just so much better in Sideways. And I remember when he was snubbed, it was kind of got like, it didn't get as much buzz as when DiCaprio was snubbed for uh, Titanic, mm. but it got enough buzz when people were like, you know, how can you just overlook
2: a performance.
1: a performance like that? And it was like, it wasn't just a, it was a, it was like a whole blend of emotion that year for him because it was comedic. It was, uh, you know also very passionate and kind of like somber and you kind of felt like his character was so good i don't know i don't know if he would have won over ray but it was a more powerful performance the, i think than fighting neverland
2: the thing about back to ray and jamie fox was is again you're taking a guy like tom hanks who was in like, you know he was on in living color you know what i mean and to make i mean you know you know how much i love music and honestly that movie again he was ray and he played I'm pretty almost positive he played all the music and the piano yeah. and mm-hmm. learned. And so, like, uh, you know, it's again, it's that old, which is, which is, you know, I hope down the road we're going to do more of these shows when the Oscars come up because we can look back more into the past. Where I think this is a role that uh, harkens back to like the '70s of uh, of getting really deep into the role and having to learn this craft, like a Daniel Day Lewis. And you know, but again. I would like to Paul Giamatti to be a part of this too, and he wasn't.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's my little uh, throwback there. And uh, yeah. we'll continue on to our last three. So, we're going to go with cool. 2021. Uh, the winner was Nomad Land, Nomadland, which is Francis McDormand, Peter Spears, Molly Asher, Dana Janvy, and Chloe Zhao. The nominees that year were The Father by David Perrift, Gene Lewis Levy, Philip Carasoni, uh Judas and the Black Messiah, Shaka King, Charles D King and Ryan Kugler, Menk, Gene Chafin, Eric Roth, Douglas Urbanski as the producers for that. Minari, Christina O, Promise Young Woman, Ben Browning, Ashley Fox, em- uh, Emerald Fennell, and Josie McNamara, The Sound of Metal, Bert Hamlick and Sasha Ben Horshi Horashi. I'm sorry if I said that incorrectly. And The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Mark Platt and Stuart Besser. Th- Sam, you know what? When you said I did not see any of these films, I had I remember watching these after the show. Um No Man's Land was probably the last film I saw, and that was the one that won for Oscar. Uh what do you think of these uh films, uh Tony? <laughs>
2: again uh you know and you know how much I love movies again to me it's another year that's a down year um the father to me the only movies to me that stick out that I really really enjoy are Judas in the back Messiah that's the second movie that came out on HBO when um during the pandemic where they were going to release a movie a month, um, the first one was the Denzel, Jared Leto, Rami Malek movie. This was the second one, and honestly, this is a really, really good movie. Another really, um, just awesome movie. Um, the other one I really like is, um, the uh, what is that? The one with Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome, awesome movie. Um, Sound of Metal is really good too for a musical story, but before, besides that, all the rest of them, um, I didn't really enjoy um at the, when i first saw them
1: i thought mank was interesting uh because it's about you know one of the greatest films ever created in some people's opinion um, yeah. uh citizen kane was writing the script on it so i thought it was okay uh no man land was like it was okay uh i would have went with yeah it was very long i would have went with judas and the black messiah too uh the father i thought was good um, but Dudes and the Black Messiah, I think it's probably the better of all the films. Uh, surprisingly, you know, I didn't really like the trial of Chicago 7. I thought I would like it because it's, it's Chicago-based. It just wasn't it didn't click it
2: for me. It felt very uh, television movie of the week for me. That's why I yeah. really enjoy it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah, I might have to get that one another try, but like, I didn't like it when I first saw it, so I don't know. Do but you remember
2: yeah. Promising Young Woman at all?
1: I do. It was I thought it was a very good film.
2: You know, it's another one because her newest movie is, uh, it didn't get any nominations, but it was that Saltburn that came out, mm-hmm. um, you know. And again, you know, I like, you know, I like when female directors get, you know, they're doing. It was a, an awesome movie to be nominated in this category, but, you know, again, to me, it was a down year. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I would have went with Black juice in the the side. So I guess we can agree on that one too. But moving on to the 2022. Oscars with the 2021 films. Coda was the winner that year. Uh, Philip Rosalette, Fabrice Gina Fermi, and Patrick Watchberger were the producers. Uh, Coda became the first Best Picture winner to be distributed via a streaming platform, and the first one starring a primary, de- primarily deaf cast. Its three nominations were the fewest for any Best Picture winner since 1932's Grand Hotel, and was the first big Best Picture winner without directing or editing filming nominations since the aforementioned film. Uh, furthermore, it became the first without any nominations in the below-the-line category since 1980's Ordinary People. The other nominees were Belfast by Laura Berwick, Kenneth Burrow, Becca Kovaciek, and Tamir Thomas. Don't Look Up by Adam McKay and Kevin Messick, Drive My Car by Terushi Yamamoto, Dune by Mary Parent, Dennis Villeneuve and Cale Boiter. King Richard by Tim White, Trevor White, and Will Smith. Licorice Pizza by Sarah Murphy, Adam Somner, and Paul Thomas Anderson. Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro, James Maldale, and Bradley Cooper. The Power of the Dog by Jane Chaplin, Tana, uh, Tanya Seghachain, I think that's her name, Emil Sherman, Ian Canning, and Roger Frapier. And then West Side Story by Steven Spielberg and Christine McCauskill Krager. So those are the f- nominees. The winner was Coda. What do you think about this year?
2: You know, I, you know, I'm seeing a trend where again, a lot of movies that I just don't like or slash care for. Coda, though, was a good movie. Um, really awesome. The lead actor in the movie is on this newest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, really hilarious. Um. Uh, you know, I mean, I could see why that one won and I would go with that one. Um, Dune is a great movie. Um, The Power of the Dog, not really a fan of that one. Nightmare Alley was okay. West Side Story, big thumbs down for me on that one. Liquor's Pizza, sadly, as a P.T. Anderson fan, I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie. Um, King Richard was good, but sadly, a slap heard around the world just took that one out of my, uh, you know or that out of my sales and don't look up i don't know you know so honestly you know my because i just saw dune two weeks ago again and it was like wow this is so great i want to say dune but i mean honestly on all these i mean i i code is okay
1: i like coda i thought Coda was a very good film uh licorice pizza i remember discussing this with aloha mr hand he's a big uh paul thomas anderson fan and he when he saw it he told me because he, he saw it before me he's like it wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be cool. uh nightmare alley i really loved the visuals of it i love the story of it i love guillermo del Toro. i thought it was a good film i actually really liked power of the dog i think uh benedict coming up on should have gotten like a little more consideration for the oscar i thought he played a very good role um west side story was beautifully visually uh but again it was a retelling of a previous film
2: i don't like that yeah. In this category as a musical, and then what you're doing is you're telling me the world's greatest director is gonna put his name on it. Why isn't the world's greatest director making me something new? You know, <laughs> make me a balloon clown. A, <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, but um, cool, but you know, I, I get why people liked
1: it. I would have went with uh Coda. I do like Dune. Uh King Richard, I thought was a good film. Um, even though I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan, but I I, I think Coda deserves to win. So I would want Coda. All right. Yeah. Um. So f- on to our final year, the 2023 Oscars for the 2022 Oscar films. I mean, films that were nominated. Everything All at Once was the winner, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Sh- Schneider, and Jonathan Wing. The nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front by Martel Gurnett, Avatar, The Way of the Water, James Cameron, Jan- John Landau, The Banshees of Inisherin, Sheeran, Graham Bohnbert, Pete Siderin, Martin McDowell, Elvis by Boz Lurick, Catherine Martin, Gail Berman, Patrick McCormick, and Schuler Weiss, The Fablemans by Christy McCosco Kiger, Steven Spielberg, Tony Kosher, Tar by Todd Field, Alexander Mitchell, Scott Lambert, Top Gun Maverick by Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, David Kelson, Jerry Burkheimer, Triangle of Sadness by Eric Hammerdorf and Philip Bober, and women talking by D.D. Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, and Francis McDonald, McDormand, man. Yeah. I should have read these names like over and over again, but
2: well, it's tough. I've been there a thousand times. It's not easy. These names.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so the winner was everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Sam says, spoiler alert. I didn't see any of these films. saw Elvis on a cruise and fell asleep. (laughs) Uh, what do you think about the, with that winning the Oscar this year?
2: You know, um, I thought it was a good movie. Um, You know, I, I, a lot of people seem to say, make it seem like it was the second coming of Godfather. Um I didn't think it was that good. Um, But I could see why it won here. I mean, I'm not going to make an argument of why it won. I mean, I would... I like the banshees of irish and more but i mean you know i i'm gonna go with the uh you know i could see why it won how about you same
1: uh i think everything all at once everywhere all at once was a great film i thought it was very very good i enjoyed it a lot i'm a huge martial arts fan i'm a huge fan of uh asian cinema mm-hmm. uh, so i do watch a lot of that and I, i think it kind of Reminded me a lot of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when that film was released and shown to American audiences. This is like, but this was more of a, uh, more had a more of American or English dialogue in it. And and it, you know, it was very powerful. I thought it was very good. Multiverse, which was kind of funny. It was comedic. I thought it was very good. I think uh, The Banshees was probably a close second for me. Um, so I had no problem with this winning. Uh, I thought Tar was a very good film too that didn't get in enough um, consideration.
2: Well, tar was was really good um i also liked a lot you know and as a war movie all quiet on the western front which is another remake on netflix it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie and elvis um what's hilarious is earlier we, we were talking about how much tom hanks should have maybe possibly won for forrest gump this role is probably one of tom hanks's worst roles that i've ever seen um, he almost takes the he almost just takes this movie out of the theater being that bad because of his performance um because i don't even know what he's doing um but that being said um you know you know austin Butler does an okay job um top Gun maverick you know good good time really really good box office surprising fableman's it wasn't for me um, I think what it is is again, there was a movie. It came out, I believe this same year. I'm gonna look it up right here. Um, but it, it, it's just a little too uh, oh, I don't want to use the term vanilla to me. um, but it's just a little too like, oh, this is just it's called Armageddon time. Um, it came out in twenty twenty two. It's a coming of age drama just like this one. Um, but it's about the director James Gray, who directed the movie um, Armageddon Time, and he's directed other movies like um, The Lost City of Z and We Own the Night and stuff like that. But We Own the Night, yes. What do you think just, of
1: that movie? I just saw it. Uh, it was okay.
2: <laughs> again, it's again. I put We Own the Night with like uh, it's the same feeling I have for what your description of Hostiles was, where mm-hmm. it has this promise. There's coolness to it, but at the end it doesn't really come through as much as much as it should. But uh that being said, that's the Fable Men's um check on Armageddon time instead. But you know, I'm with you, um Banshees of Earishirin is what I'm going with. I wouldn't even consider Avatar. I actually haven't even watched um this avatar. I can't. Do it, man. No, I'm I just can't scared. I can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> so have I the water, have the I have zero like when you said earlier about like feelings and having a feeling, I have zero feeling of this anymore. And I honestly saw the first one two or three times in the theater. I think it's, it's like guns and roses. When you tell me you're coming out with a new album for 10 years and it never comes out and then it comes out, I'm not really excited anymore. Chinese democracy. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, It's kind of funny. You mentioned uh, Elvis. My brother is a huge Elvis like guy. He's a big, uh, he loves Elvis, everything Elvis in terms of like history. He's a big buff on that. He hated Tom Hanks' performance.
2: (laughs) Well, you you tell him I think I got something around the Charles has got something for him here, the big Elvis fan. I think I got something around here for him. But yeah, I mean his performance is awful.
1: Yeah, um, and it kind of reminded me his performance kind of reminded me of that film The Lady Killers that he did as a comedy.
2: We um get a
1: little quiet, you know. But yeah, I I definitely would have went uh everything all everywhere all at once or uh Banshees for this one. Yeah, Um, So I I wasn't too upset about it. And with that, we're going to go into my final pick. Uh, With this long episode, we're going to go with the 2023 Best Supporting Actress Award, which coincides with this year's, we just went through for Best Picture. Uh, Just a little history, throughout the 76 years, accounting for ties and repeat winners, the award has been presented to a total of 76 Best Supporting Actresses, Awards to 74 actresses. So, 74 actresses have won it. Winners of this Academy Award of Merit currently receive the Oscar statue, but previously they received a plaque. So, after 1943, they started getting the Oscar. The first recipient of the award was Gail Sondergaard for her film Anthony Adverse. Uh, Until the eighth Academy Award in 1935, they were intended to include all actresses. So, with all actresses, with either the lead or supporting and then they actually even that out later which thank god they did because it would be even more confusing uh this is uh crazy how the awards were just finding their feeling you know their way through things in the uh, 20s and 30s but we have what we have today now thankfully uh the winner that year was Jamie Lee Curtis for everything everywhere all at once the nominees were Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda we'll Forever Hong Chow for the Whale, Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inner Sharon, and Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I like the movie. I don't think she should have won Oscar for this. Uh, in my opinion, I think Stephanie Shu should have won. It. If they were going to give it to somebody from the film, I thought she was played a much better role and was more impactful. Also, I think Hong Chow was actually uh, very good in The Whale. Uh, Angela Bassett was also very good in Black Panther, so I think you could have gave it to any of the other nominees over Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I think this was just a uh, career award for her this year, um, unfortunately, because I do like Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, what do you think, Tone?
2: I'm with you. I agree with you. Again, I think again, you know, and when you I, when you sent this to me, I was like, the man who loves Halloween is saying, <laughs> do you put in Jamie Lee Curtis, but I would go with probably Angela Bassett. But honestly, I'm picking Angela Bassett because I like her and what's love got to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it, but, like, is that why Jamie Lee Curtis? But Jamie Lee Curtis has never been known as, like, a Academy Award-winning type of actress. So, like, it's an odd performance for her to win it for because it's a good performance. But, you know, Hong Chao probably should have won. Um, or Stephanie Huzu should have won. But, I, you know, I just – this one is, again, up in the air for me, truthfully um i would have went probably though with angela bassett
1: yeah i thought uh hung shao should have won because of the whale or stephanie shu if they were going to pick somebody from the same film i would have went with her because i thought she was a better performance um carrie condon actually was really good in the banshees as well uh but yeah i just i love jamie Curtis, and it's kind of funny when she won she's like shut up like i said right away because she could not believe she won yeah but i mean yeah, I wouldn't have given it to her, but and Angela Bassett, they showed their picture of her being very upset when she lost. Oh,
2: yeah. Mad Fade, that's the best. The classic was is another one that was really, really mad, and I'll never forget mm-hmm. my dad. He like was like, F him! Was like Bill Murray when he lost for Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. They do the camera on him, and he just looks so angry, and my dad's like, you're lucky you got pipped! <laughs> because, like, it's Bill Murray, but, like, sometimes, you know, some people take this really seriously.
1: Yeah, so Sam says Angela Bassett was good, but the film was an Avatar ripoff and boring. So I, I tried to. I, I think we did a re, like a small mini review for what's watching uh, for uh, for Black Panther two. I've only seen it once. I tried it multiple times to start to start it, and I just couldn't get through it. Like it was just to me, it had it had nothing to do with um, the passing of uh. Black Panther actor, it was just more like the film just could not interest me. I tried to get into it, I just couldn't no, get into I mean, it.
2: I probably am a step a couple steps below you and Mr. Sam over here on the movie, but it's <laughs> more of me just picking Angela Bassett because it's Angela Bassett, but not because of actually her performance. Mm-hmm. But uh, the movie again, yeah, yeah, I just Which, couldn't get
1: into it, yeah. But um, so that's our big deep dive into the best picture awards and our best actor awards that i have problems with and me and tony argued because uh apparently i don't like to be a people who reform to <laughs> baloney. um no but in all seriousness no, though i know this was a longer episode but you know this is a lot of information to get out we Went through a lot of years uh hopefully you guys learned a little bit about the history of the best supporting actress and a little bit about the best picture and if you agreed with us on our picks or our Uh, choices of who we think should have won uh, let us know and you know in the comments on the youtube page or even at the at the show pod on twitter's uh so what do you think about this whole big thing of information we just went through Tom?
2: honestly i think i was very very excited and in my head when i played it through of what we were going to do through these topics we did exactly what i wanted to do we went through them we each said our opinions or what we thought and honestly Just like always, we pretty much line up right around 90%. You know, the other 10%, Mm -hmm. we may find ourselves in a debate. But 90%, a lot of them, we were on the same page. And, uh, you know, the only thing I think we were a little heated was the Al Pacino debate. But that's what I love this show and doing the show with you for, is that we can get down and deep and get these opinions out. And I I love it, man. So it was a good time.
1: I mean, I wasn't really a heat. It was more of a, it's a difference of opinion. I like
2: to call it yeah. heated so people, when they look back and they say it wasn't heated, they could say, no, they were just talking, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, so that's for our Oscar show for this week. Next week, we will be doing something a little similar, but we're going to be doing it with the current Oscar winners, uh, Mr. Mr. Bert, let me get into our little video here. Uh, let's get to. Oh,
0: let's get ready
1: to rumble.
2: Coming soon.
1: Proximamente. Coming, coming soon. Coming soon. This is for you, Sam. You know, Quasimodo predicted all this. <laughs> so what we got coming uh, soon, uh, Mr. Uh,
2: Bert. What we got coming up next week is. Uh we are going to be digging into this year's Oscars, which again is a very, very, very deep list. And honestly, it's a list that's exciting to talk about just because it seems like this year, um, just by us going through these, these last three years, this year seems a little bit different just by the size of some of these movies, the way people are talking about the movies. I'm really excited to dig into this year, things like Oppenheimer and Barbie and other other awesome movies that have been released this year
1: yeah it's a good one uh i still gotta catch up on a couple of them which i'll get you know get done this week uh i don't think it'll be as long as this show was because we went through a lot of years it'll be a little shorter show um but it's gonna be fun see and then we're gonna predict who we think is gonna win and then we can report back and see uh you know who uh who came up top for our choices uh so looking forward to that one um our final segment as always is the sugar baggies soundtrack pick of the week
2: the sugar baggies soundtrack pick of the week all right here folks tonight um i got something special out there is that uh i like in a lot of different movies uh it's there's any movie that has what i would like to call a dance club scene um you could sign me up for it because generally it's really awesome um earlier in the comments over here our good man sam was brought up our uh, a really awesome actor that i love michael shannon here's a scene with him in a dance club uh that is from the movie the ice man where again that is mr captain america chris evans dancing there on the dance floor um personally the reason i like these scenes is because i wish i could take a time machine and be in that club listening to the music and having a good time but the way they are shot like also like there's a scene in black mass where uh towards the end um He's standing up in the rafters staring and they're all down dancing and getting down and Joel Edgerton's really getting into the dancing, but they keep looking back up at him and he's got this serious face. I just love that. I love the way the music is placed in these scenes and uh really big fan of that.
1: Both uh good films. Like uh I I Iceman. Black Mass. I'm uh like I said, I love Johnny Depp. I think that's probably one of his better roles. Um, It is,
2: especially during the time period of him not coming out with so many good roles. This one kind of like, I like it's on HBO now, and uh, last week I put it on again. Um, big, big, huge Joel Edgerton fan, and uh, he does just I love his role in this movie because it's so like he's so like stupid and like under the cuff, but like his performance of it is just really, really great. Bacon's great, and it's a good movie,
1: yes, sir. So, uh that's our show for this week. Great picks, Tone. Thank uh, you. Be sure to check out the hookup on music. Uh, Tony did a great show this week going through the Crow soundtrack, um, also counting crows as well. Uh, <laughs> some good stuff. I, I really, I liked it. I'm a big fan of it. It's well, it, it was
2: cool because, you know, coming up down the pipe, you know, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but, you know, when we hit that movie, you know, we can, you know, because we're. It's another thing that we could spend hours talking on. That they can kind of go back and piece together that episode with our episode and at the Mm -hmm. show and learn a whole lot more about the crowd.
1: Mordecai is a classic, Sam. Uh, but yeah, check out the hookup on music uh, with Tony. He does a great job every Wednesday live now at seven PM. And have you announced your guest for this week, Tony? Uh,
2: I did at the end of the show, but let me announce it again here at this Wednesday at seven PM. We are going to have Mister E, the man, the myth, the legend from the One Hundred Eight Podcast, will be coming on the show to talk about some of his favorite albums and some of the things that he loves and enjoys in the world of music. So it's going to be a really great time. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow.
1: Looking forward to that one. Also, on Sunday, uh, the Getting Drafty Pod is going to come back. Uh, they were going to be doing their favorite fast food draft, uh, along with uh, some of the ass members of uh, Jackie, as well as Soup Kid and Roxy, fellow penguin, to go along with Brian. They're going to be doing drafting their favorite fast food. Uh, pl- I don't know if it's places or dishes, but. I don't know. I'm going to watch it. They're pretty hilarious when they have all them together. Stupid is probably a hilarious, another hilarious guy. Uh, so, ass is filling it up. Yes, they are. Sure is. Uh, but that's our show for the week. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. I know this was a long one. Thank you, everybody, for watching and sticking with us. Uh, we'll be back next week to do over our Oscar picks. And then we will announce another good show that we're going to have coming soon. That's, uh, I'm really excited for after that. But uh, until then, everyone, you guys have a good night. Take care, everyone.
2: Thanks for listening to the
0: At the Show podcast.
1: A sadistic penguin studios production.
0: Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do
1: now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that?